City Fears Podcast, episode 39. And possibly 40 and... 41. Probably 41. <laughs> Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Welcome to Feedback A Palooza. <laughs> we have what I believe is about a month's worth of feedback. Who are we? Oh. I'm and I'm Chooch. I've already forgotten how to do this. <laughs> it's been a while. We miss one week and I forget how to do it. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> and we do apologize for missing putting out an episode last week, but we have a lot going on. I'm on the hunt for a job. And that's mm-hmm. going to be impacting you guys. Yeah, there may be a hiatus. We're not we're not going to say for sure there's definitely a hiatus. There's most likely a hiatus. <laughs> so, but we'll at least do an episode before we go on break yeah. to bring news and announce that we're going on break. Yeah. It'll be uh hey, I got a job see you until <laughs> we figure out because you guys know it's a house with kids mm-hmm. so it doesn't just impact me and shoot it impacts the kids and it impacts everything that i do during the day when everybody's at work and school mm-hmm. so that we don't have to do it at night on the weekends and that's when we do our primary podcasting <laughs> stuff so instead of being able to sit here and talk to you guys we'll be doing laundry and grocery shopping and crying about how hard our lives are (laughs) but yeah the nuples need some money so viv is done with school for now and entering the workforce and so we will continue as best we can hopefully no hiatus but Mm -hmm. we'll just have to see kittens Mm -hmm. of course if everybody donated right now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If everybody donated $1 a week. <laughs> you could feed a chooch and... <laughs> <laughs> and how's a viv? <laughs> Won't you? No, just kidding, guys. But seriously, you know, that is coming up. We want to give mm-hmm. you notice. That's happening. I'm on the search now and looking for something good. So cross your fingers for me, even though it may mean a hiatus. <laughs> Please. <laughs> So let's go ahead and go into, we've got, we do have some news that mm-hmm. we're going to cover first. It's not only feedback. We wouldn't do that to you. We do have some news. This is we what I do that to you. Well, we've done it before. We've done it before. And Chooch actually <laughs> wanted to do it this time. And I'm like, but wait, there's some juicy nuggets. <laughs> so here we go. Issue 13 closed beta started October 8th. Mm. And so basically training room test server unavailable during the closed beta testing. It started the afternoon of Wednesday, October 8th. For those unfamiliar with closed beta testing, players will be able to patch up to the training room 
but will not be able to proceed past the character select screen to log into the game. Mm -hmm. The initial pool of closed beta testers consists of a very small pool of testers. Very small, which didn't very, include us. Very small. <laughs> An exclusive group. <laughs> <laughs> While we know that a lot more would like to be involved in the closed beta, our tester invitations are dictated by our testing needs. We appreciate everyone's understanding with this. Everyone who wants to play i13 before it goes live and provide feedback will have the ability to do so in several week open beta period that will come before issue 13 is released to the live servers. <laughs> I'm fine with not being in the beta. We don't have time. Yeah, it's true. We don't have time. I haven't. Okay. My name's Chooch. And I have to admit, I haven't logged into City Heroes in like three weeks. Has it been that long? I thought we... For me, I've... I think it's been three weeks. Wow. I've been going in and doing SG Leader stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did do some auction house stuff. It seems like we played a week and a half ago, but I'm not sure. I know that our friend's brother that is now our friend that plays with us, I think he's feeling orphaned. <laughs> I think he's feeling lonely and orphaned because the couple that we have played with for over a year mm -hmm. and still game with regularly when we have time to play, they are now playing Lotro more mm -hmm. because there's a fall festival going on in there. We have been inundated with stuff at home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just orphaned, poor thing. <laughs> Feels so bad for him. But it's it's been a while for you to actually have played. Yes. We gotta figure out how to get rich really fast so we can game all day. <laughs> That's what we need to do. So if you guys have any ideas or thoughts on that, send them to cohpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. I get enough get rich emails but our listeners would give us legit deals oh that's true they wouldn't send us the weird stuff we don't need no <clears throat> enlargement or <laughs> nigerian princes sending us money mm -hmm. the next news item is castle outlines proposed pve power changes in i13 and i'm not going to read them because keyword proposed, proposed. yeah <laughs> we're gonna put the link if you guys want to read through it and comment go for it it came out on october 2nd we'll put a link in the show notes i'm not comfortable reading it because i'm sure stuff's already changed that yeah. was you know almost a week ago so oh, wait that was a week ago <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about it i just wanted to let you know that it's out there there's lots of info there lots of specifics percentages and 0.75s and 1.0s and that sort of stuff. Moving on. Ask a dev introducing Chris Bruce. Do y'all know who Chris Bruce is? I do not. It's Back Alley Brawler. Oh. Man. Why didn't you say so? I did. I said his real name. <laughs> do you know Castle's real name? Mr. Grubb. Floyd. Mr. Floyd. Floyd Grubb. Grubb. Hey, see, I was right, Mr. Grubb. You were right, but it was insufficient <laughs> information considering we've been doing this for almost a year. Yeah. So there's, you know, how they do the Ask a Dev thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have the whole thing here. I just kind of cherry picked out what I liked. It starts out, for those of you who may not be familiar with the Ask a Dev article series, here's how it works. Periodically, we'll introduce a member of the City of Heroes development team and open a reply form thread where fans can pose their questions for that developer. I got hung up on the word fan there. <laughs> Fans. 
We can take that out. <laughs> then a few weeks later, we'll close the question thread and go through and pick out the best and most appropriate questions and the developer will provide the answers. Nice. And now they introduce us to senior animator, VFX artist, Chris Backelly Brawler, Bruce. And so here's what I thought was interesting. It's like two paragraphs. Mm -hmm. He says, I've been working in the quote game industry for a little over nine years now for many different studios on many different types of games. I've done just about everything that there is to do on a game, including modeling, texturing, lighting, animation, visual effects, etc. Which makes me a jack of all trades, master of none, though often better than a master of one. Okay, I got that. <laughs> I, did, I was like, wait, New math. I did think about it. Then he says, I started working at Cryptic on City of Heroes, City of Villains shortly after issue seven went live. Their very first, that's about when we started playing. The very first task I was given was the teabag emote. <laughs> <laughs> you see why I kept this paragraph, which also led to my introduction to the infamous Positron. He was extremely confused when some person he'd never met before meekly poked their head into his office to ask, what exactly do you mean by a teabag emote? <laughs> As many will know, in gaming circles, it has a very specific connotation. Yes. And if you don't know what it means, just ignore this part. <laughs> don't go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> Moving on. Now I'm a part of the same team on the same project, working for NCSoft and excited to be a part of the huge plans for this game and franchise. So I thought that teabag thing was pretty <laughs> funny. And we'll link to that whole thing also if you want to read the, the entire thing. But we were trying mm -hmm. to keep this all bite-sized to get to the massive quantities of feedback <laughs> that you wonderful folks have given us. An update for the closed beta on October 10th. Just a quick beta update for those keeping score from home, which is like everybody. Mm -hmm. Friday invites, as you know, we started the closed beta this week. We've sent out additional small batch of tester invites this afternoon, Friday, October 10th. So check your email. I had none. Uh, <laughs> right now on the beta, the testing is pretty focused as a number of features are disabled for public testing as they aren't ready to have additional eyes on them yet. Also wanted to comment that they are using a separate vBulletin message form for feedback and discussion in the beta. It's a good way for them to iron out any issues with a vBulletin prior to our coming big move off of UBB for the official message forums. Don't worry, you'll all have the chance to check it out in the near future, well advance of the move. Just want to reiterate that we know that a good number of players would like to get into closed beta. However, we really want to make sure the features are ready before we let a ton of people pound on the goods. In, ma in many cases, there is still a good bit of work to do. While issue 13 is shaping up, we are still weeks out from open beta. Open beta will be everyone's chance to play with the new issue before release and to provide direct feedback. Thank you in advance for your understanding. Have a great weekend from Lighthouse. On October 9th, there was a Dev Diary post designing Issue 13's Day Jobs feature. In the newest Dev Diary, game designer Phil Zaleski explains the new Day Job system that will be introduced in I-13. And we've talked about this already, so I skimmed through the rehash information. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of trying to cut to the new info. Day Jobs and Badges. It will allow players to log out from an ex a specific location and when they return to play, 
After an extended logout period, they will gain the temp power or some other benefit. All the benefits granted from day jobs, other than badges and accolades, are temporary or have a certain number of uses before they expire. However, each time a character logs out from the same area, the corresponding benefits are replenished. Most rewards take 10 days of logged out time to reach the maximum benefit. When characters are logged out from a designated location, consecutively or non-consecutively, for a total of 30 days, they will earn a badge associated with the corresponding day job. So that's really going to help us earn rack up badges on our alts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's perfect for people like us. We'll log them in, move them, and then just <laughs> see in 60 days or so. Mm -hmm. Or 30 days. This will result in additional benefits. Once a badge is earned, the rate at which characters accumulate benefits and even the potency of them increase. Mm -hmm. Below is a list of most, but not all, of the day jobs available in I-13. So you've got things like a city official logging out in City Hall in Atlas Park. Mm -hmm. You'll get an influence bonus upon mission completion. Nice. For a law enforcer, which is the day job name for um, when you log out in a police station, you'll get an XP bonus upon mm -hmm. mission complete. So I think those police stations are going to get kind of crowded. Backed. Mm -hmm. Day job commuters log out in train stations and they'll have a travel speed bonus, which I really oh. like the idea of. Yeah. Although choosing between XP and travel, I'd go with XP. Shopkeepers will log out in store lobbies and they'll have an enhancement drop on mission completion. For interns that log out in the Portal Corporation lobbies, large inspiration upon mission completion. That would be good for all the farmers mm -hmm. and the PLers. Caregivers will log out in hospital lobbies, and they'll get out-of-combat regeneration bonus. I haven't seen out-of-combat referenced before. Is there any... I mean... Like, I, I know that you have that in Lotro. Like, you have your mm -hmm. in-combat and out-of-combat right. regeneration. I wasn't aware that that was in place with City of Heroes. Is that the first time we're seeing that? It's the first time I've heard them use it as a term, but I'm sure it's always been a game mechanic. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you rest, that's an out-of-combat because it gets interrupted, and that's you know, very rapid, obviously. That's true. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, everybody can tell me how stupid I am for not knowing, but I'm just surprised well, to see that phrase. Yeah, they, they've never called it out directly. Where yeah. in Lotro, it is called out all the time because when you use different food items or whatever, right. they affect different things mm -hmm. very differently. Right. Day job professor will log out inside universities, and the benefit will be a random tech salvage drop upon mission completion. Midnighter day jobs will log out inside the Midnighters Club and will have a random arcane salvage drop upon mission completion. Bankers will log out inside of a vault and there will be an influence bonus upon mission completion. Clubbers will log out in pocket D and they'll have an out of combat recovery bonus. That's endurance where the other one was regen. Mm -hmm. Fashion designers will log out in tailor lobbies and they will receive coupons that will grant a discount at the tailor. A mortician will log out in graveyards and they'll be granted XP debt protection. Really some good choices there. Mm -hmm. hmm. For villain day jobs, those were all heroes. A demagogue will log out in the Arachnos building in Mar Marconville. 
and Port Oaks, or Port Oaks, for an influence bonus upon mission completion. Arachnos agents will log out in Arachnos bases and Arachnos controlled areas for an XP bonus upon mission completion. Pilots will log out near black helicopters for a travel speed bonus. Smugglers will log out at ferry docks for an enhancement drop on mission completion. Cray employees. They will log out Cray Industrial Buildings in Nerva Archipelago. How did you pronounce that? Nerva Avocado. <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, Nerva Avocado. Archipelago. Well, you pronounced it one time. That sounded really cool. Archipelago. Archipelago. Galapagos. And the benefit will be a large inspiration upon mission completion. I just was thinking they'd get an avocado <laughs> on mission completion. For Cray and... Oh, he... Repeat. Pain specialist will log out in hospital lobbies, and they will receive out-of-combat regeneration bonus. Professors also, like heroes, and midnighters also, like heroes, and will log out inside universities in the Midnighters Club. And you will receive either tech or arcane, depending on what you do. University equals tech. Midnighters Club equals arcane. Salvage drops mm-hmm. upon mission completions. Thieves will log out inside of a vault for influence bonus upon mission completion. Clubbers also. Well, the same for clubbers, fashion designers, and morticians, as you saw in Hero Side, Pocket mm-hmm. D, Taylor Lobbies, and Graveyards, for either the out-of-combat recovery bonus Coupons that will grant a discount at the tailor and XP debt protection. So, and you get that, they're calling it a day job name because that's where you're logging out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then there are accolades. An accolade is obtained by earning two day job badges that work in conjunction with one another. In other words, earning multiple badges unlock accolades. These accolades will grant an even more enhanced set of powers and benefits. Additional charges can also be earned for your day job accolade powers by logging off from either of the areas associated with the two badges that unlock the accolade. Below is a list of some, but not all, of the day job accolades available in I-13. For hero side, the day job accolade police chief. Day job number one is law enforcer. Day job number two is city official. The benefit is a baton power which is melee minor damage smashing for stun. A security chief is day job, law enforcer, and banker. The benefit is tear gas ranged AOE hold. Day job accolade scientist includes professors and interns, which gives sleep gas ranged AOE sleep. Physician accolade is professor and caregiver day jobs. And the benefit is an ally res. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. An alchemist is a combo caregiver midnighter. And you get an ally heal. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. And villain side. The day job accolade for web weaver combines arachnos agent and demagogue. And the benefit is a web grenade ranged foe immobilized minus recharge minus fly minus speed. Mm-hmm. Day job accolade Black Ops combines Arachnos Agent and Thief. And the benefit you'll get is a smoke grenade, ranged AoE foe, minus perception, and minus two hit. Cray Scientists includes Pain Specialist and Cray Employee. And the benefit is a sleep gas, ranged AoE sleep. 
Physician also includes professor and pain specialist for an ally res. Alchemist, pain specialist, and midnighter, ally heal. Note, these are only some of the available accolades when players obtain day job badges. They unlock information about which day jobs to collect next in order to earn the associated accolade. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. That's a lot more in-depth than I kind of was expecting. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a lot more, but it's definitely more, you know, mm -hmm. like the extra bonuses you get on top of the bonuses and the badge names yeah. and stuff. It's pretty cool. And the article goes on to explain that on patrol, in addition to all of the day jobs, every character is, quote, on patrol after they log out of the game. Mm -hmm. When players log back into Paragon City or the Rogue Isles, they will gain one bar of double XP when defeating enemies for every 24 hours they are logged out. Mm. So it's like that resting XP. Is it that what we call it? Resting yeah. XP right. in Lotro? Rested, yeah. While it's rested, too. It's enhanced mm -hmm. XP earnings. Yeah. A player can earn up to 10 bars of double XP this way. Ooh. Double experience is shown as a blue portion on your experience bar. One thing to note is that if a player has any XP debt, the debt will be removed first before any double XP is applied. Wow. If your character has a number of bars of double XP that exceeds the number of XP bars you need to level up, then this double XP will carry over to the next level. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> And for getting started with day jobs, when exploring both Paragon City and the Rogue Isles, you will encounter several day job locations. You'll know you're in one when you see a power icon. That's what I was wondering. How are you going to know that you're in the exact mm. right spot? Yeah. You'll know you're in one when you see a power icon under your health bar that explains what day job you will work towards by logging off in that location. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. I guess it's kind of obvious that I didn't read through this beforehand, but, you know, we're just <laughs> trying to get this recorded for you. And it explains, try visiting a hospital where you will earn the caregiver, pain specialist if you're a villain, day job. You'll notice a power icon that when moused over will state, day job caregiver. Logging out from this location will earn you credit toward the caregiver day job badge. When you log back in, you'll gain an out of combat regen bonus. Once you've logged out in the hospital for a total of 30 days, consecutively or non-consecutively, or more, you'll earn the caregiver badge and will receive an even more powerful regen bonus when you log out at this location from here on out. Once you've earned the caregiver badge, you will find a hint for how to earn the physician accolade by first earning the professor badge. You'll need to log out from the university for 30 consecutive or non-consecutive days, and then you'll be granted a random piece of tech salvage upon mission completion. This bonus will take 10 days of logout time to earn two hours worth of bonus. However, once you earn the professor badge, you only need to be logged out eight days to, to earn the two hour benefit instead of 10. Once you own both the professor and caregiver badges, you will unlock the physician accolade. With this accolade, you will be able to earn quote charges for a power that revives defeated allies by logging out from and back into either a university or a hospital. You will gain the day job benefits from both this accolade and the day job benefit associated with the area. Pretty mm -hmm. cool. Parting words. All in all, we're really excited about this new feature for our game. 
By balancing your time in and out of the game, you'll get unique rewards that you wouldn't otherwise attain. When you're ready to log back in and kick some villain or hero butt, we'll be there waiting for you, and you'll still be powerful enough to do just that. And with the addition of our day job themed costume pieces, you can even dress appropriately. <laughs> and then there's a discussion of it. And someone named Mad Hatter Man asked or commented, I remember seeing somewhere that the day job badges were linked to costumes. Positron replies, day job badges are not linked to costumes. The day job related costumes are free, unlocked at the start content in I-13. And the 30 days is what we are initially going with. The values may change in beta. So yes, I just covered something that may change, but I thought <laughs> it was pretty impressive and important. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they've got the basic tenets of it worked out. Yeah. To which Poison Pill asks, Posse, the 30 days is cumulative and not consecutive, right? And Posse replies, not consecutive. You can log out for six days, play for a couple of hours, then log out for six more days, and you will have 12 days progress towards your badge an accolade. As for people worried that this won't get tested during the beta, you forget we have access to Mender Silos or Boris and the Pillar of Ice and Flame. We can manipulate time. <laughs> it's a perk. <laughs> for those who do get into beta, you will notice that the time to earn is dramatically reduced for exactly the reason of testing the rewards and badges. Around the time of open beta, the times will be restored to a far less accelerated rate. And we can assure that those are working before we go to live. And that was also from Positron. And then really Big Bang asks, how does the counter work? If I am logged out for eight hours, do I get a third of a day credit or do I need to be logged out the full day? I assume it's the first. Posse says the counter is based on seconds. So every second you're logged out, you're getting credit. Mm -hmm. Nice. On a completely different subject, Doxus says, for issue 15, I'm begging you. And this is the name of the thread. Mm -hmm. Doxus says, items of power. You know what? At this point, I don't even care about the buff. I just want to run the Cathedral of Pain trial with my SGVG. COV came out two years ago. How long does this thing take to finish? By the time they get it done, the next Duke Nukem game will be released. That'll back... never happen. <laughs> <laughs> back Alley Brawler replies, Cathedral of Pain is intrinsically tied to items of power. Items of power are intrinsically tied to base rates. Base raids are intrinsically tied to PvP. Any thoughts on why PvP is getting attention in this issue? <laughs> so, for those of you interested in Cathedral of Pain, it clearly has not fallen off their radar. And that's it for news. That's all I got. Wow. It's not bad. Hmm. <laughs> we have two voicemails. Actually, we had three voicemails. One was from Fantastic Foe, which had to do with our three-star fluff review, <laughs> uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And the first voicemail that we're going to play goes something like this. Woo, City First Podcast. Drunk Call 1. Um, <laughs> great podcast. I encouraged this, by the way. On SG. Need to do something real inside. And, uh... Yeah, keep up the good work. Hi, Chooch. Hi, Viv. <laughs> Bye. All right. Awesome. I appreciate that our first drunk dial was 
like family safe. <laughs> we don't have to censor anything. Yeah. Because after I encouraged it, I was like, oh, <laughs> better figure out how to bleep. <laughs> I've got a bleeper ready. We've yeah. got a bleeper button. <laughs> Hi, right back at you. <laughs> oh, we should whisper in case he's over. How you feeling now? <laughs> Voicemail number two. Hey, all It's Alan, a.k.a. Country Boy, just calling in to tell you how much I love the podcast. Chooch and Viv, you're doing Aww. a great job. Um, looking forward to the next meetup. And uh, like I said, just wanted to call in and, and give you my two thumbs up on it. You're doing great. Thanks for all your hard work. Bye. Thank you, Country Boy. Thanks for that. Very nice to awesome. hear from you. <laughs> and actually under the... Voicemail category, though. Not a voicemail necessarily. Mm-hmm. We have a character bio. Oh, great. From Norval Joe. Oh, cool. For his character duo. And I want to make a special note. We received several audio bios from Kurt the Camera Guy. Mm-hmm. Came back. There's four or five of them that they're going to be coming in the next full episode. I mean, not all of them. We'll maybe do like one an episode. Mm-hmm. And he's done them in the style of like... A Paragon City News feature. Cool. Um, so it'd be like a you know continuing Dang. segment. <laughs> so, Norval Joe's. Awesome. Her father is believed to be a Cray scientist whose whereabouts are presently unknown. He met her mother and fell in love instantly when he was a graduate student at the university in Salamanca. Her mother was a cabal adept who was well-liked and was rapidly advancing in her coven. The maven of ministry disapproved of the union between the couple, but out of respect for the adept performed the marriage ceremony herself. She was born as her father was completing his master's thesis on Vasiloch vivisection. Some believe that it was his obsession with the Vasiloch studies that influenced the couple when they named their daughter. Others say that it was the arch-villain from the couple's favorite video game that was the influence. She liked to think that her mother somehow knew that she would one day become an empathic defender and draw the goodness from all that passed through her to benefit the body of heroes. She would never know for sure. Her mother was killed by Iochai in the forests of Croatoa in what many believe was a plot by the Cray to separate a brilliant young scientist from his captivating wife, though she would be known to her friends as Duo. The last word from her mother's dying lips was duodenum. Very cool. Well done. Special note in the email that Norval Joe had sent is that he had started listening to I Should Be Writing and is gearing up to actually start writing a patio book. Oh, cool. For a story he's had rattling around his head for years and years and years. I would say this. <laughs> Don't automatically say, I'm going to write a patio book. Mm-hmm. Write the book. Set it out there in the world. See if yeah. anybody likes it enough to, you know, buy it. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's the advice that, you know, the authors that we listen to say. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and send it out to a couple places and, <laughs> you know. Nothing wrong with that. And then if you hear back and it's not positive, then podcast the heck out of it. (laughs) 
That's awesome, though. That's really cool. I wish I would get myself motivated to write. Because <laughs> I got some crazy ideas. Just don't ever write them down. I know. That's the write them. Yeah. More time, please. <laughs> <laughs> and we had one more character bio that was submitted in text form from Brett. Cool. For his character, the Nupple King. Oh, God. <laughs> Holly, oh my gosh. <laughs> Bracing myself, you may go. While visiting relatives in Destin, Florida, Gil Oliphant wandered down to an Air Force Hellfire test range. He was soon attacked en masse by a horde of radioactive fire ants. Ah. Luckily, he was rescued by a door-to-door -door RV salesman, also lost, and taken to the local hospital. Somehow Gil pulled through and awoke with amazing powers. Upon returning to his home in Paragon City, he created a mediocre costume <laughs> and named himself Nupple King after the thousands of raised radioactive bites that cover his body to this day, and everyone knows that's what a nupple is. <laughs> I still say we have to do like an official nupple cast. <laughs> we should just stop doing City of Heroes podcast and just do the Nupple cast. <laughs> you guys would listen, right? <laughs> well, we know at least a small subset would. <laughs> at least until they also thought that that horse was dead. <laughs> Sufficiently beaten. Yes. Speaking of <laughs> dead horses and nupples. If you are sick of nupples, skip ahead a few minutes. Yeah. Something happened online recently yeah as we were playing and we were all chatting in the global uh -huh. chat channel and i don't quite <laughs> remember where it came from <laughs> i think that was just a couple of comments that spontaneously kind of turned into something else yeah so people started discussing the knuckle <laughs> phenomenon and there was a dissenting oh, voice not a really a dissenting voice right. but there were some different interpretations mm -hmm. of what it all meant. <laughs> How much would you pay to have the transcript of that chat? I was so yeah. mad that I didn't copy that out. Yeah. Well, we have a submission from Storminator who captured and embellished the tale. Yeah. He filled it in and it's <laughs> epic. It's an epic tale. <laughs> so we now present to you the great Napolism. As... Translated by Storminator. Yes. Thank you so much for doing that. age of man, in a time of war, poverty, and corrupt leaders, there came to pass the creation of the one world religion, Nupalism. September 1st, 2008 shall always commemorate this date. In a world devoid of hope, the one thing that could save mankind was the one thing that the world could get behind 
From birth, we had all been raised on Nupples. Led by the High Priestess of Nupples, Viv, man learned to embrace the Nupple, to let go of aggression, and to follow the teachings of the Great Chuchin. Nupples came to be worshipped as the great source of life they had always been. Nupples, after all, were the true source of life. It was written, In the beginning, the first children were born in the image of their Maker, with chests bare and smooth, for the Creator had no young to suckle. As the second generation was born, they would suck upon their mother's knuckles, but go hungry and grow thin. The Creator in His infinite wisdom created the Nupple, thus changing everything. The young were fed and prospered. Early in the religion, Brimstone felt that the silent K should be dropped from Nuppledom. While he had his dark followers, the wise ministrations of the priestess and the wisdom of Plutonian Blonde prevailed, and the Nupple Schism was avoided. This was the new religion's first true test, avoiding the painful Nupple Schism and cementing that this was indeed the one true religion. Even the all-powerful Scientology had to convert, and all of their E-meters were converted into K-meters to make sure your nuples were perfectly aligned. The benefits of this religion were obvious to everyone. Marriages were saved. After all, there can be no jealousy when all nuples must be worshipped equally and by all. The masses were fed by the great nuple in the sky, and tax breaks were begot by all. Top Cow published the Great Nupple comic book in 2009, penned by the great, Troy insert Nupple name here, Hickman. It became the Bible of Nuppleism. His teachings, led by the hand of the High Nupple Priestess Viv, led man into his first truly golden age. Magic underpants were invented for Nuppleism by the reformed Brimstone. They kept the Nupples followers dry and fresh at all times. Never had mankind been more at ease. In 2010, the American dollar became reserved strictly for the worship of Nupples. This act alone ended all of economic strife. For anyone with a Nupple could make a buck. It also realigned the price structure of all goods and services and eliminated the need for the evil IRS. Having a single source for all dollars to go to became one of the great cleansing acts of the new economy. Nupalism led to acts of charity the world had never seen. People with extra PPD hardsuit costume codes shared them freely. It was truly a time to rejoice. In 2011, Jock Tamson again raised the ugly thought of Nupple Schism, when he too tried to drop the K from Nupplism. Trust not the heretic K, for it is a silent letter. Who knows what it is up to? The silence may seem peaceable, yet come with long knives in the night. Since everyone knows that knives and nupples do not mix, it was proved that Nupplism was firmly ingrained in the human psyche. A few minutes alone with the Nupple, and he too became a pacified convert. 
thus proving that nuple schisms would never happen again. For the people of the world have finally found nepalism. For the people of the world will finally know peace, the end of poverty, the end of social strife, and be able to spend all their time gaming in City of Heroes. Long live the High Priestess of Nepalism, Viv, and her lead convert, the Great Jude. Storminator, that is so awesome. You heard yes. me fussing. I can't believe I didn't do screenshots. <laughs> awesome. We'll have a fun time in hell with you. Yes. <laughs> As we burn, burn, burn. Oh. <laughs> Knives and knuckles do not mix. <laughs> no, no, they don't. is power in an age where time is the most valuable commodity in a voice that's killing my throat comes a podcast that will bring you wisdom in less than one minute a day so join me Martin Darkley as we journey to enlightenment. Our teachers? Classic lines from cinema history. Come then to moviemantras.com and begin a voyage to a higher state. of which there are several. Yay, email. <laughs> but first, I wanted to address regarding the three-star iTunes review, which there was a whole, whole, whole lot of feedback. Yeah, this was a little while ago. Not sure if you guys remember, but here's the feedback on it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we had said in the episode that we weren't going to read all of the feedback about the issue, but suffice it to say, there was an overwhelming response to keep reading iTunes yeah. reviews. <laughs> Actually, we didn't receive even one comment to stop reading them or any of our other feedback. Mm -hmm. I wanted to highlight two statements made that seemed to sum up the feelings of pretty much everything we had received. Additional well-thought-out comments and emails were received from Danger Force, Hammer, Country Boy, Troy Hickman, Star Sentinel, and Skyrocket. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. The first one is from Skyrocker, who says, I got caught up on the podcast on the way home from work today and caught the discussion about the reading of the feedback. Mm. In my opinion, you guys shouldn't change a thing. My first impression was to call the three-star reviewer an idiot 
But then I realized that it was his or her point of view and just as valid as anyone else's. Absolutely. But you have to admit that the overwhelming majority of us here in the community that you two have built love you guys and the podcast just the way you are slash it is. As you yourselves pointed out, you put the feedback at the end so that if desired, a listener can skip over it so there's no real impact. It's there if you want it. If not, you can skip it. That's true. As far as fluff, I prefer to call it charm and personality. <laughs> what a mess. I wouldn't want to listen to a couple of robots churning out facts and figures about the game. Mm-hmm. I can get that from the forums or City of Data or the Combat Statistics window. Mm. I like the little asides, the insights, the light bulbs going off that spark <laughs> new ideas, paths, and discoveries. Look how the offhand remark you made led to Fantastic Foe's hard work on the I.O. information. Yeah. Which we will be getting back to next episode. Yeah. Shout out to FF, by the way. I appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of others do, too. Definitely. Fluff? I think not. Now, I admit I got a little defensive about the poster of the three-star review. Wanted to throw a rock at him at first, <laughs> but once I thought about it, I remembered something my drill sergeant used to say to us recruits in basic training. Mm. Boy, opinions is like buttholes. <laughs> Everyone's got one. And some of them stink. <laughs> <laughs> After thinking about it, though, I realized that the poster's opinion is just as valid as anyone else's to yeah. him. And he did say that the content was good. Yeah. He might just be a really serious type individual and just wants facts and figures. Maybe the term fluff wasn't meant as necessarily a bad thing. Or an insult, maybe just categorizing it as not facts. But it's all good. Anyway, long story short, I know, too late. (laughs) My vote is to keep the podcast just as it is, unless there's something that you guys want to change, or that a majority of listeners ask for, or vote for, or something like that. Mm. Thanks again for the wonderful podcast, Skyrocker. Thank you, Skyrocker. Mm -hmm. I do agree. If it had been a totally nasty, negative thing it would have been easier to discount but because like we said before because it was phrased so intelligently mm-hmm. and the points were valid points yeah it wasn't a flame or anything yeah you know we came at it the same way well we don't particularly like the three star but it's a valid <laughs> opinion right the second is from fantastic foe who wrote dear chujin viv hi pat i was listening to your latest exemplary podcast the feedback and mm. comments cast As always, well done, and thank you for the time and effort put in. To be clear, I am not just thanking Chooch and Viv, but all the listeners who made comments and sent the emails that made the podcast possible. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your support. Amen. If I may refer to the three-star review the podcast received on iTunes, I'd like to thank the reviewer for their input, their review, and for stating the reasons why they gave three stars. Yeah. I felt that their review was reasonably presented and reflected a thoughtful observation. Yep. The nature of their complaint largely was on the focus of fluff over game-related content, fluff being podcast-related discussions over game mechanics or game features in the works. I can respect the reviewer's opinion, although I don't share his or her view that the podcast-focused segments are a negative or really are fluff. I recognize that there are two aspects to the podcast content Chuchin Viv prepare, either one, specific game content in the forms of features they have drafted or researched from other sources, or two, podcast-centric content that covers listener comments and feedback, some of the listener-generated forum items, and listener meetups and details surrounding the global podcast channel and SG on the Guardian server. 
All of the items in number two are mostly driven by the listener community, even the podcast supergroup. Yeah. Chooch and Viv did create the SG, but it was created on behalf of the listener community, was named via voting from the community, and has grown by unrestricted invite privileges granted to the community. An implication from the three-star review sounded, to me at least, like the reviewer was saying that CNV were just using the podcast to recruit for their podcast supergroup to serve a personal interest. If I am overstating or reading too much into the reviewer's words, I apologize. I just wanted to point out that though our podcast hosts are not inactive in the Guardian server podcast SG, I think it is fair to say that most of their gaming activity is more geared to their regular non-podcast-oriented characters and friends who have largely remained anonymous. True. This gaming activity supports SGs they share with these anonymous friends, and to my knowledge, those SGs have never been named. Absolutely not. (laughs) So, from my point of view, the Guardian SG is really for the listeners as a community-building tool, and any advertisement for the podcast SG does not directly benefit Chuchinviv's regular gameplay. To the contrary, our hosts have been happy to spotlight listener-contributed write-ups for any supergroup, and although I couldn't swear that Chuchinviv are unconnected with all such spotlighted groups... I know that they read a write-up for a group I am involved with, and I guarantee that you have no involvement in that group. Unless they are very, very sneaky. Sneaky nipples sneaking in. <laughs> no, we have no connection with any of them. Yeah. The only, I will say that mm-hmm. the, I think it's Hero Dawn, is that the, mm-hmm. we went to two different of their SG yeah. events. Right. We did get invited to their SG the night yeah. of the last event. Right. So that we could tour their SG. So, yes, we're members of that SG. Mm-hmm. Made so on the night of that event, but that's the yeah. only connection we have with any of them yep. that we've spotlighted. I, for one, find the comments and feedback sections, usually at the end of each cast, very interesting. Feedback from listeners often yields new perspectives on game content. Chooch and Viv have covered, provide entertainment, and also give glimpses into the personalities and perspectives of other listeners. Mm many of whom I enjoy chatting with on the global channel. The effect of this directly improves the social experience I enjoy while playing City of Heroes. As well, although I am active on the forums, more or less, in the comments, I try to be first, but that nod guy's like the Flash. (laughs) (laughs) I don't live there. Hearing Chooch and Viv read over comments and the discussion not only reminds me of stuff that I wanted to comment on, but catches me up on discussions that I've missed. Mm. As for Chooch and Viv reading iTunes reviews... I can see the point that was made that the reviews are not game-related, and I admit that they probably won't improve the social aspect of the game for me as much as listener comments do that address a specific episode. But they seem to make Viv happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually. And if Viv's happy, Chooch seems to be happy, too. And happy hosts make me happy. And it's all about me. Got it? (laughs) Not Chooch and Viv. Me. The truth comes out. (laughs) So I'm supportive of hearing the iTunes reviews, even the ones that are negative, although to be fair, the review is not negative or crass, Mm. since I can appreciate a well-articulated opinion that reflects critical thought. Yeah. Chooch and Viv get a lot of five-star reviews on iTunes, and I feel they are deservedly high, but I'm not so naive as to think that every gamer would feel as I do. Mm. I assume that many people are like me. If they like something, they like it a lot and rate it highly, or they don't like something and don't bother to rate it. So I find it informative that a three-star review came in, one that had comments that I can appreciate and muse about. As well, I appreciate Chooch and Viv's reflections on the review's content. Best regards to Chooch and Viv, everyone in the podcast SG, everyone in the podcast Global, Mm -hmm. 
everyone giving five-star reviews from the heart, the reviewer giving the three-star review from their personal reasoned perspective, all my buddies on Virtue and everyone playing the game, red side and blue side, all servers. (laughs) But no regards to Azuria, the Magi contact. That chick is dangerously negligent with Wheel of Destruction pieces. (laughs) When I make my mission architect created arc, I am totally going to reveal Azuria as an arch villainess. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> aka Fantastic Foe. Nice. Tying up all the heroes, chasing down that wheel of destruction. I thank you very much for that, Pat. And it just gives me such a giggle. <sighs> and, and you're absolutely right. We did create the SG, the channel, all of that stuff based on requests from listeners. And we have been probably negligent in participating in it mm-hmm. and just letting them run with it and run with it. They have. And so <laughs> you're right. We didn't create any of that for ourselves. That yep. was asked for us to create. And it's been a lot of fun, though. And And you're absolutely right. It really does. If you're somebody that's just like. And people refer to them as lurkers. Mm-hmm. They sit in the global channel. They never talk. They read. They listen. They observe. They don't comment, whether it's on the show or on the iTunes reviews or in the channel itself. Mm-hmm. They just are there. And so there's some level of enjoyment there for them to participate in that. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's the same, you know, across the board for all of that. And I, I just am happy that we've been able to create that. That there are people that go in there and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And even if it, people get bored with it tomorrow, they've enjoyed it for a while yeah. now, you know? Yeah, and it seems to me for a lot of people, they have a hard time getting into the social aspects of the game. Yeah. And having something that gives you an immediate in with people or something you immediately have in common. Yeah. That's a nice way to ease into the more social aspects with the chatting and with teaming. I agree. And then be able to move from there. And use it as a stepping stone and move into other SGs yeah. and other groupings. Because we've even had some people <clears throat> that don't team, that solo, 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 mm-hmm. but they come and team with us at events and get-togethers and things like that, which I just, I really love that. Yeah. So thank you for everything you said and for yeah. revealing the fact that it is all about you. I had missed that memo. and i think it's cute that um fantastic foe pat is now on twitter oh yeah so he will now get those updates because when we put out a new episode there's an auto thing that Mm -hmm. huge has that fires off new episode and i think that's been helping nod and so now we're really gonna admitted yeah that he he, yeah (laughs) we're gonna see you know (laughs) and it's been great it's been great chatting with pat and twitter Mm -hmm. and everything like that but and and that's really i'll be honest with you guys if if we had been doing for the last almost year now reading the news with no feedback and no interaction with our amazing listeners Mm -hmm. honestly i don't know that we would have gone this long because it's a lot of work i know we say that a lot but it really is a lot of work Mm -hmm. and the feedback and it's not just the people like it it's you know people are enjoying it it's also getting to know people as much yeah i mean you can only get to know people so much but like through this kind of a venue mm-hmm. but as much as we have gotten to know them some really spectacular people that i oh, yeah. really enjoy and so i mean as much as you think us pat we thank you guys mm-hmm. and the feedback has caused other people to want it participate in feedback and other ways and it's just kind of fed this whole thing and it's just awesome yeah 
So thank you. And thank you, Skyrocket. We really appreciate it. Those really did sum up all of the feedback that we received from a whole bunch of people in yeah. a whole bunch of different ways. Cause we received yeah. voicemails and comments. website comments and emails and forum posts. So. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Every, I mean, there really was a lot of discussion, but we would have to do a whole nother show on just the feedback for that. <laughs> and it just made us feel um, a lot better about what we're doing. So other than this little feedback of Palooza after a month of no feedback, which is ironic to have come right after the iTunes three-star review. Right. <laughs> we're going to go back to the normal format. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this has just been a, a bump in the road for us. And hopefully the future bumps will be manageable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And back to our regularly scheduled email. <laughs> <laughs> First up is one from Skyrocker. Hey, long time no here. <laughs> <laughs> Subject feedback. And apparently I didn't put the dates in here. But they're in order from oldest to newest, so hey. <laughs> Skyrocker writes, Hi guys, just got back online after moving into our new house and was without internet for a week. Ouch. Congrats on new house, though. Big congrats. <laughs> and congrats on internet back. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Bigger congrats. <laughs> no COH, no podcasts. Ugh. I actually had to spend time with the family. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, though, I was almost glad that I didn't have the distraction because there was a ton of stuff to do, yeah. and I did get a lot done. I was glad to see that there were three podcasts waiting for me when I finally got back online. Yay. Yay, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure they've been long over now. Yeah. <laughs> I've only listened to one so far, but I'm looking forward to listening to the rest. Grats on the Parsec Award nomination. Thank you. Yeah. Still happy about that. Mm -hmm. Funny thing is that Parsec is that name of a local science fiction club that I used to belong to. Oh. Stands for Pittsburgh Area Real-Time Science Fiction Enthusiasts Club. <laughs> Funny, huh? <laughs> Keep up the great work. I learn something new from every podcast and or a different way of doing things. So I love the ideas that you and the other listeners share. By the way, I got my willpower slash energy melee tanker up to level 49 Ooh. and plan on hitting 50 tomorrow. I'm pretty excited because that means that Jamester, my 10 year old, see a tween. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In our opinion. <laughs> we'll be able to make Keldians on our second account, which is where he makes all of his characters. Yay. He's a peace bringer kind of guy. Mm hmm. While I prefer the shades, mm. I think we'll have a lot of fun duoing with those two. Squid Squad. Thanks again for my favorite podcast. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Skyrocker. With a special note. He wrote back a couple days later to inform us that he did hit 50 and Yay. unlocked Keldians on both accounts. I was about to say, <laughs> well, I bet he's hit 50 by now, so congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Hope you're having fun with your squids. <laughs> Squid duos, <laughs> squid duo. <laughs> Sorry, squid do over. Squid duo. One from Fantastic Foe on September seventeenth. Dear Chuchin Viv, thanks for featuring part two of the I O stuff. My pleasure. For posting it on the website front page. As usual, I'll add a comment on the web page once I get home from work. Mm -hmm. My hope is that people will get some use out of the stuff presented so far. I think. Posting, it means that I took the actual text of it mm -hmm. with all the tables and all the numbers. Right. And since I didn't read all the numbers, they are all presented in the text. Good job. To put some of the information into practice, I took 
my first 250s, a scrapper and a tanker, and looking over their power sets and number of enhancement slots, calculated that for both of them I could get around plus 70% regeneration rate without using any unique sets. Mm. I like that number as it's almost the equivalent to fast healing, unenhanced fast healing, of course. Mm. At the moment, this is still theory sense to rack up those percentages requires around a dozen recipes. And while I had the influence to target the recipes, there were still many rare salvage items that will take some careful investing and patience to accumulate. Mm. I'm also hoping to get plus 23% recovery for my tanker, which will be like getting stamina all over again. But that's going to be crazy expensive, as around half of the bonus is going to come from impervium armor slotting, mm. and the recipes and salvage needed are quite the valuable commodities. Yeah. Once I get things squirreled away on those two, I'll post some details to the forums. Best wishes, Pat. Very cool. I have one from Wordsmith on October 8th. Hey, Wordsmith. Subject was organ donor. Mm. Guess what this one's about. Viv, I just listened to the podcast and was really moved by your reading of Rose Vortex's birthday post. I've been an organ donor ever since I started driving, and I think it should be everyone's responsibility to help everyone they can in life, even if that help comes after their death. I can really respect the fact that you've chosen to use your podcast to bring light on such a worthwhile subject. I was reminded of the story of Nicholas Green. In 1994, Nicholas was seven years old and mm. traveling in Italy with his family. He was murdered by highway thieves, mm. but his death and the subsequent donation of his organs saved the lives of seven Italians, wow. some of whom were close to death. Up to that point, organ donation was seen as taboo in Italy, so the mm. people that Nicholas saved had been waiting for quite a while. His sacrifice caused an outpouring of organ donation in Italy and Europe, for the whole story, visit www.nicholasgreen.org. Oh, my gosh. Right on. Word Smythe. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I had never heard of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And I can see where, particularly Italy, I would think, you know, the whole center of Catholicism, that a lot of people, religious people, are against organ donation. They feel, I don't know if it's Catholicism particularly, I but I know a lot of different religions are against yeah. it because the body's temple and you don't want to desecrate your body. And, you know, I was raised Catholic and I mm -hmm. don't remember ever hearing anything on that subject. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> well, I know a different face because I know some of the Christian face, like a friend of mine, yeah. they were all crazy on. Um, he had gotten he was a born again and had gotten a tattoo of a big crucifix and people freaked out because he was desecrating his temple. Oh, and, okay. You know, even though it was to honor it, honor it mm -hmm. right, it was still that he was messing with his flesh and that was wow. bad. So, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs. Yeah. So I wonder why. Hmm. That was such a taboo. Taboo and I don't know. But that's an amazing story. And I think it probably yeah. has something to do with the fact that it was a child. Mm -hmm. I think anytime you introduce something with children, it's a lot easier for people to accept the change. Mm -hmm. So, well, we thank you for that information, Wordsmith. And we do have an update on Rose Vortex. On September 29th, her loving husband, Kalkin, posted a new thread Rose Vortex in transplant surgery right now. Kalkin quotes Elvin Sword, who says, I hope to hear you are good and transferred come, let's say, Tuesday. 
Calkin then says, you need to get registered as a psychic. This afternoon, Monday the 29th, donor lungs became available. Rose was still here at the hospital for her tune-up. They took her into surgery about an hour ago, and I'll have more info in about 12 hours. Tomorrow is her, quote, real birthday. I posted a few days early before to build a proper present thread. What an amazing birthday present. I'm somewhere between terrified and excited. Kind of like the feeling when you are just going over the top of the roller coasters. Happy thoughts, karma, prayers are all welcome from Liberty Folks or anyone. Calkin. He actually later on linked to her blog that she has been doing and mm-hmm. he took it over while she's been too sick to do it. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with all these cute bot names. And so this one is pacing around the hospital bot. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, there's an update that she's doing fantastic. They had, I think the last I read, there was one tube left that may have actually come out by now. She's been walking. She's been up and moving around doing fantastic wow she's taken her blog back over (laughs) (laughs) and it just there's there's pictures of her and it's just really oh it was fantastic when i saw that i just came into jude and i was like jude she got her love it's just amazing and the timing of it for her birthday is just remarkable so she is doing much much better and our prayers continue to go out to you because you've got you know not an easy recovery, but a very worthwhile one. And we're just so happy for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. This last post was actually yesterday. Update for 10, 10, 11 day post transplant. Wow. This will probably be the last update for this thread until we go home. We've had some minor complications here and there, but overall her doctors and the surgeon are very happy with her recovery. We have one more chest tube to go and then she can go home. Okay, we're hoping... so that one's still in. We're hoping that will happen early next week. We're starting to get the routine going. There's a huge pile of medication she has to take twice daily to prevent her immune system from rejecting the new lungs. Mm. We've had a minor bout of rejection once already, perfectly quote-unquote normal, so she's been doing steroids and such the last few days. A couple of the meds are things she used to take, but we're having to learn a whole pile of new ones. In fact, the pharmacist came yesterday and gave her an oral quiz on all the different meds, mm. even though we can't pronounce them all. Yeah. She knows what they all are and what the side effects are. Her energy levels compared to pre-transplant are amazing, mm. and they will get better even more down the road. We've been doing quite a few walks here in the hospital. She's made sure to wear her arachnose cape, thanks <laughs> Warwitch, every time. There's a picture of her wearing it. It's the cute <laughs> Tonight we'll be doing a stress test. Netflix sent us hot fuzz in the mail, so we'll watch that. Rose had a pneumothorax collapsed lung last year, and I've been afraid to let her laugh too hard since then. <laughs> so wish us luck for date night. Oh, wow. And hot fuzz is really going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Thanks to everyone for the comments and PMs. We appreciate everyone keeping up with us. Feel free to stop by Rose's blog if interested. She's been updated multiple times per day. We're looking forward to getting back home and having time to play City of Heroes again soon. (laughs) I hadn't seen that one. I'm glad they'll be going home soon. Yeah. Very cool. Well, prayers for your quick exit from the hospital. I know you're dying to get home. And you're one lucky lady, Rose Vortex. That's a good man you got there. (laughs) Now, as I was reading through those emails, you may have noticed 
a big jump in dates, mm-hmm. which is partially related to the length between the last episode. Mm-hmm. But it's largely related because I skipped a whole bunch of emails that I'm going to run together from Criswell. Hey, Criswell. Who gave us not one, not two, but ten emails. <laughs> and actually, one is a combination because there were some emails that I think were more not personal, but I don't know that he necessarily intended him for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was kind of tech support for a problem he was having, but mm-hmm. it's something that comes up for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to read that. So there's a little exchange back and forth, but that he and I had an email. With answers and stuff. Mm-hmm. First one, subject, questions for the great Nupple couple. <laughs> Criswell asks, one, just taking into account the choice of primary and secondary power sets, not including which powers are taken from those sets, or any auxiliary or other earned powers, how many choices does each archetype have, and what are they? Yeah, you're going to have to go find that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, we had discussed this. And on online, part of the Titan Network mm-hmm. is an online hero builder. Mm-hmm. And that shows you everything. every combination and yeah. everything you do. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a big table and a big list of things, mm-hmm. which I would fall asleep reading. Yeah. <laughs> clicky yeah click there we'll put a link to it and um it's amazing and for... isn't that the one that shows you the enhancements you can slot including mm-hmm. the ios including sets yeah yeah so yeah. go play there you'll have a blast i actually spent too much time there one time plotting out a respec that <laughs> i then didn't have time to do <laughs> mm-hmm. and it actually lets you upload or lets you share your builds mm-hmm. and then people can vote on the builds mm-hmm. so if people wonder you know how's the best way to slot an ice tanker? Yeah. Right there, there's going to be the highest voted ice tanker build. Gotcha. And you can print it out and it gives you the level progression. So you can... Step by step. Yeah. That's awesome. Number two, when a badge description says defeat faction leaders to earn this badge, are the leaders only the bosses or can it be either bosses or lieutenants? I'm hoping you'll say both. But suspecting you'll tell me bosses only. To my knowledge, it's bosses only. Yeah. I've never checked to see if lieutenants count, but I can't imagine why they would. I'm sure it's bosses. Number three, if I unlock a costume item, does it only unlock for the specific character that unlocked it for all characters on that server or for all characters on all servers? Again, I'm hoping you'll say all characters across <laughs> all servers, but suspecting you'll tell me it's only the character that unlocks the item. Well, it depends. If you unlock something through a vet reward mm-hmm. or something like that, then it's everything. But if right. you run the Katie Hannon Task Force and you unlock the Cabal Hat, it's only for that character. Right. And that's 99% of the items, you know, yeah. like... The shoulder epaulets. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's depending on how it's unlocked. But yeah. like Viv said, yeah, most of them are for the, just that character. Mm-hmm. Shoulder capes are a vet reward. Mm-hmm. When you unlock that, it's on right. all characters from the level vet creation. reward wings yeah. are all characters at level one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you've earned by uh, defeating a mission or a certain accomplishment, then, yeah, it's that character. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, I would like to ask myself a question and then answer it. <laughs> I don't know how we do it. You're quite welcome to. Okay. Even though the Valentine's event was over six months ago, is the wedding pack still a good deal? Is it worth $9.99? Chriswell Deluxe, Guardian Server, responds with, 
Nothing could make me look any more heroic than the deluxe tux. <laughs> Throws confetti. The bride of Criswell, Guardian Server, had this to say. The most special day every girl dreams of is her wedding day. Now every day is that most special day. Throws rose petals. <laughs> These two new heroes of Paragon City enthusiastically say yes. That the wedding pack is definitely worth the investment, especially since the money goes to funding new features. Amen. Hooray! <laughs> and I have that pack, but you do not, correct? Yeah, I never did you get never the wedding pack. Them. I, um, meh, meh. Yeah. You, eh. you prized me with it. You surprised me. I did. It was like, yay, I can throw confetti. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that excited about the emotes. And I have one character that wears suits. Yeah. So the tux would be kind of cool for that, but. You never play him. Yeah. Maybe when you start playing him again. <laughs> Although by then there may be a day job costume that works too. True. Like the city official or something. Mm-hmm. And another email, Crystal had a suggestion for the a workaround in iTunes about how sometimes the episodes get cut off. Yeah. And this doesn't actually say how to fix it because nobody but somebody at Apple knows that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Criswell has ruminated, moo, on this problem. <laughs> and has come up with what is not really a solution, but a sort of workaround. Criswell thinks that Juch and or Viv should mention the approximate length of the show in the first few seconds when Juch and or Viv says the number of the episode. Something like City of Heroes episode 23, approximately 2 hours and 17 minutes. This way I can look right in my iTunes and see that episode 23 is actually an hour and 27 minutes and know right away that iTunes is cutting off a good 50 minutes of nuppling. <laughs> I could then delete it and try to reload and repeat if necessary until iTunes reports something within two minutes of two hours and 17 minutes. Pretty sure that I get all the nuppling I'm entitled to. Interesting idea, but the way we record... We don't know how long the episode's yeah. going to be. That's the first thing we say. And that would require heading back downstairs, firing up the microphones, and saying just the time. After we've done everything else and it's ready to post. And I'm kind of lazy. Well, and it's not only that. It's <laughs> frequently, you know, one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when we finish it to get it out. And if we have to stop, come back down record it, go back upstairs, edit it in, mix it with the production. Mm-hmm. It's going to delay us getting the actual episode out. And I just, I, it's a, it's a fine idea, but we just have no idea at the end. How yeah. Long it's going to, at the beginning, I'm sorry, how long it's going to be. I'm really going to put that out to the listeners. If there's an overwhelming, like people are still really having this problem, I'll go through the trouble to do it. Or I could do, you know, a lower quality on my headset yeah. thing announcement. Or I can just put the text on the website. But it seems that the problem has not been occurring as often. At least I'm not getting very many complaints about Mm -hmm. it anymore. So I'm thinking that it's probably not worth the time investment to do. Mm -hmm. I had done what is called a a checksum. So on the website, I actually did this. I ran this program that does this mathematical hash on each episode and you can compare that to what actually downloaded, and it tells you if you got the exact copy of the file or not. Nobody ever commented on it. I I wrote a whole page on the site about it. If you're having problems, click here, and it gave the steps on how to check the hash. And da, 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 da. I don't think anybody ever went to the page. 
Because <laughs> it's easier to um, just come back later and re-download yeah. them, to be honest. Yeah. So I kind of try to work around one way to do it that was less work for me. Well, but you know what else, though? I think most people are like us, where they plug in their iPod, they click, mm-hmm. click, click, and then they go and do something else while their iPod updates, and they come back, grab it, and run out the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people would sit and listen to the first five seconds to right. hear how and long then it stop is. and delete and try it again yeah yeah i know that we wouldn't have time to stop and delete it'd be like well i'll hear what's here and then i'll get the rest later yeah. i'm sorry you're still having trouble with that chris well i'm guessing you still are since you ruminated and all that but yeah it's a good workaround if people are still having the problem all the time like they yeah. were because it, it is not an, a quick and easy thing. It's not like we can say, okay, this one's going to be an hour and 45 minutes. We have no clue. We yep. have no idea how long this one's going to be. Nope. But we're ready for hours. I guess 10. <laughs> 10. That's, um, that's my ballpark. Less than 10. That's my ballpark. <laughs> I'm like those people on Let's Make a Deal where I, I bet $1 above you. And anything above that is mine. Gotcha. His next one was, the subject is help for oh, wait, someone. that was Price is Right. Okay. I don't know game shows. Go ahead. <laughs> I went right past that. You did. <laughs> Clue. You're like, is it about Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> nope. Moving on. <laughs> oh, have a Battlestar Galactica game show. Interesting <laughs> idea. All Moving right, on. that's on the shelf for later. Yeah, he'll forget it. Thank God. <laughs> His next email subject was help for someone very, very group shy. I turned to the great Nupple Couple for help on two very serious problems. First, I am very wary and shy of groups. I know nothing about group roles, and so choose as my most often played characters, scrappers, or masterminds, Mm -hmm. as I feel these are best for soloing. Am I wrong? Is there a better choice for soloing? Not that I know of. Yeah, those are good good soloing choices. You can solo anything, but Mm -hmm. I don't know about the masterminds, but the scrapper is pretty pretty easy to Mm -hmm. solo. I think actually though i will say my brute i can solo like crazy on her yeah they're pretty badass uh-huh <laughs> so i don't know i haven't ever played a mastermind beyond level two <laughs> yeah but uh brutes are pretty awesome to solo i'll with. probably get yeah i probably just shouldn't say that that's just say i'll probably get flamed for saying but in a lot of ways i view brutes as tankers fixed <laughs> you know <laughs> but at least that's from coming from like well the warcraft the way warriors were compared to blah, 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 blah. i digress a long time ago in a place that rhymes with hurl of hordecraft <laughs> speaking <laughs> there of, you go <laughs> i played a squishy priesty character that often died they do that mm. one time i was asked to join a group of characters that were about five levels below me and told them that I knew nothing about grouping or group roles or healing or anything like that, and refusing to join the team three times. They assured me that I would do fine. What a surprise when every mistake was attributed to me grabbing mm. aggro when I didn't even know what that was mm. <laughs> and how I was or how I was grabbing it. Since then I've learned one, it is supposed to be the job of the tank to grab, cement, and regain aggro from the squishy healer. Two, I now trust no group. Three, Mm -hmm. I now decline all group invitations. Four, I still know nothing about groups and group roles and continue to cower in ignorance of such things. I know I'm missing out on the best parts of the game, social, teaming, supergroup, etc. And I feel that all I need to do is meet one or more 
group of finger-pointing children that blame me for everything after being told three times that I absolutely have no clue what I'm doing in terms of groups. Are my characters doomed to roam the streets of Paragon City alone forever? <laughs> Can you point me to a specific episode or SG that will welcome and teach a total lamezor noob who wants to fight crime? Or on the red side, commit crime. Help, help, help. On uh, And I had replied to him an email that our second episode of the show was actually about the roles on a team and what is expected of the various archetypes. Mm, okay, that's going um, back. So yeah, go listen to episode two because that's what it was about. And maybe we should listen to episode two and see if there's anything we want to add on because that was almost mm -hmm. a year ago. Very true. I would say that tankers are very specific about they don't want controllers throwing down holds mm -hmm. and i say this as a tanker you don't want anybody getting the attention of the bad guys first mm -hmm. before you've got their aggro because yeah. trying to pull it off is harder than getting it initially mm -hmm. so you do want to wait until the tanker has it then you go in pouncing mm -hmm. and you have to be very conscious if it's a controller type power set these are just i'm just doing this real quick some of the biggest gripes i've heard in game mm -hmm. from tankers and scrappers is Oh, great. The controller just knocked everybody 20 feet away and I have to go yeah. chase them down. So knockback is something that's a problem and, and get grabbing. And, and it's not like it's something bad. A lot of controllers will go in and they'll immediately mez everybody or sleep everybody. Mm -hmm. But that messes up the whole tanker dynamic, the whole yeah. hurting and grabbing aggro thing. So you really want to be a, what you're used to doing as a solo. You have to stop and rethink what are the other people on the team? How is what I'm doing affecting their role right. and how they're trying to perform it? That said, honestly, I would suggest going into the podcast global channel mm -hmm. and just saying, hi, can someone help me with the team dynamic? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to learn. And if you really are willing to learn, that's 90% of the battle because we've been on plenty of stinker teams with stinker mm -hmm. players that have done those things. I don't know what Criswell was doing. I don't know what was irritating the fragile team but right. um i know that when i've been on teams with somebody that appears to be less knowledgeable of the team dynamic i send them private tells right. saying just so you know please don't take offense you may want to try this if you don't try this then that and that's what's impacting and you know mm -hmm. you try to talk to them but sometimes you get someone that's refusing to acknowledge that there is any problem right and it gets very frustrating they're just or playing the way they're playing and, and they don't care if you don't like it then yeah too bad yeah or you've got somebody that's very very young a younger brother playing somebody's account a child playing a parent's account mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing they're just trying to do like mom or dad or you know big brother john does sure and they they can't comprehend what you're saying but since you're willing to, I would think mm -hmm. that if you were to speak up and if there were people that were available, I'd say like Friday night, Saturday night, there's usually a lot of people in the podcast global channel. Mm -hmm. Just speak up and say, you know what? I could really use some help with the team dynamic. If somebody has some time to team with me and kind of help me figure this out. Yeah. They're a pretty gosh darn cool group of people. Very true. If they're available... I know they will. Some Absolutely. of them specifically, I can think of names that would say, sure, <laughs> come on, let's go. Yeah. Something that I always forget, I frequently forget talking about the communication side of things is that these are global games. And a lot of times the people you're playing with are not English speakers. That's true. So you'll get a lot of silence and some yeah. people think they're being rude, but it's really that they just can't communicate right. with you. They have no That's clue true. what you're saying. That's true. <laughs> um. 
as a quick aside on World of Warcraft, almost every game, if you're playing a healer, your heals, when you heal your friends, the bad guys take that in a way, they take it like you're damaging them. Right. Because the more your friends are healed, the more damage they can do. Right. And that's how you're getting the aggro. Right. That you, if you're overhealing, meaning that, that you have a heal that heals for 300 points, and if they're only down 100 points, all of those full 300 pisses off the bad guy. Yeah. And the aggro comes straight to you, so you have to slow down your heals. Use your lower level heals. City of Heroes is the only game I've really played where healing draws no aggro. I love it. So it may be that uh, Defender for you may be a good grouping class. Yeah. Um, because you can overheal and it, there's no penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and your role is mostly buffing. Yeah. And healing. So you don't have to worry about drawing aggro left and right. Mm. So that might be a good archetype for you. But definitely listen to episode two and see what one kind of fits your personality and your play style. Right. And good luck with that. Because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. The second part of the email was a technical problem. And this is where I was saying this is something that um, I hear from a lot of people. Um, second, I also have a technical problem with COH slash COV, and maybe an IT expert can point me in a proper direction to troubleshoot it. I happen to be an IT expert, so I responded directly. Yes. And because it could be useful for others, you're going to repeat it here. Mm -hmm. Oddly, I do not have this problem with EVE Online, Dungeon Runners, or Guild Wars. The game that rhymes with Whirl of Wordcraft has been removed from my computer's and my subscription canceled, but I have not had such a problem with that game either. I have difficulties logging into COH slash COV. I often have to wait a rather long time at the splash screen before reaching login. Then, after picking a server, always a green one, and choosing a character, I often, often have to wait a very, very long time before reaching the game, with a less than 50% chance of even getting into the game. Mm more often being dumped back to the login screen, two or three times. Finishing a particular level 15 mission took about three days, partly because I kept dying, <laughs> as I expected I would, and partly because instead of zoning to the hospital, I was bouncing back to the login screen, oh, which man. meant not only running from the hospital, but also starting the mission over from scratch, which is also another aspect of the same problem. Not surprisingly, I have been able to level one character to 15, and the rest tend to never get past five, oh, mostly because I can never pick a time when the server slash zone slash gods favor me. Aww. How can I improve my chances to enter Paragon City or the Rogue Isles? Is there a special taxi I can hail? <laughs> Do I need one of those giant foam thumbs? <laughs> Hang a sandwich sign on me that says, will work for influence. Aww. Help, help, help. Well, hey, those uh, offline rewards will help because you'll get oh, double yeah. XP. <laughs> wow. For every second. <laughs> wow. So I had replied, the technical problem that you describe actually sounds like the client is timing out because it isn't hearing back from the server fast enough. That would indicate a bandwidth or latency issue. And a bandwidth is how fast your connection is. Latency is how long it takes little information packets to get to the server and back to you. Okay. COH passes a lot of information to the client when you change zones, including your first logging in. 
A friend that we team with a lot is on a radio wireless internet connection, and he frequently gets disconnected when zoning on demission maps or changing city zones. One of the patches in issue 12 was to address players with bandwidth issues, targeted more towards people with dial-up. Here's the specific text from the patch notes for I-12. A couple small additions to help improve performance for dial-up users. A first added option to disable combat numbers on power buff icons, and two added option to disable sending buff information altogether. So I'm not saying you're on dial-up, just that setting these options might help your situation. The options to set are in the general tab. You scroll down towards the bottom under group, window, buff, display, and enable both the hide buff numbers and stop sending all buffs. The negative is that I think it'll stop displaying some of your buff icons until you rebuff yourself. But that's only a cosmetic difference. The buffs are actually still there in your character. My other two guesses are that your hard drive might be extremely fragmented or your system needs more RAM memory. A gigabyte's pretty much minimum to run City of Heroes well. Two gigs, of course, is better. Especially if you're running other programs in mm -hmm. the background. Like if you've got Twitter or something open, you're yeah. uh, you know, need And more. a lot of people run hero stats and, yeah. or a web browser tabbing mm -hmm. back and forth. Watching Homestar Runner or no. <laughs> or the guild. <laughs> something that I find a lot of people don't really know about. If your video card is built into the computer, mm -hmm. if it's part of the computer motherboard rather than a separate card, then it's likely stealing some of your system memory. If this is the case, then even if you have a gigabyte of system memory, the system is stealing anywhere from 128 to 256 megabytes of it, mm. forcing Windows to swap out RAM to the hard drive, which can really screw up loading the game or zoning. Buying a standalone video card or increasing... The RAM will fix this. Oh, and make sure you have at least two gigabytes of free space on your primary drive. Windows really misbehaves whenever it has only a couple hundred megabytes of free space. Also, making sure you have at least two gigabytes free will ensure you never get close to that threshold. And I had included two links to actually uh, Microsoft's website specifically about drive fragmentation and how to defragment your drive and how to properly set up a uh, schedule for the system to automatically defrag. Gotcha. Cool. And he had replied a little bit after that for... Oh, <laughs> he had replied, Juge for the win. <laughs> I thought I had 768 megabyte in the box, but it was only 512. Mm. Today I installed another 512, bringing the machine up to one gig. This seems to have fixed the problem or reduced it to a manageable and far less oh, annoying. Oh, fantastic. As the maximum RAM for this old HP is one and a half and PC-133 becoming rarer and more expensive, I doubt I'll be pushing it above one gig. Again, thanks for pointing me in the right direction and finding where the bottlenecks likely were occurring. Awesome, babe. Well, good job. Very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good info, though. I bet a lot of people do have that problem. Some of those technical things, once you get into it, are pretty easy once you can wrap your head around it, but they're definitely not intuitive. It's right. nothing you really, people would think right. or connect. And another email, Creswell writes, I think I need to clarify a few things from my last messages. I feel I must thank Viv for showing me how dangerous and reckless truck throwing would be. 
without checking for passengers and babies first. That was when we were talking about the DC Universe online. and Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a proper hero equipped with a genuine COH moral compass, oh. registered trademark copyright, would <laughs> never throw a truck without first checking the scene is safe. That's right. <laughs> that the vehicle is not occupied. That the vehicle is likely inoperative or illegally parked. <laughs> On the other hand, a proper villain equipped with a forged, stolen, black market COH immoral compass, <laughs> registered trademark copyright, nice. should also make the same kind of checks. First, that there would be many objects and persons in the path of the vehicle to right. maximize damage. Right. That there was either an infant in a car seat, unbuckled first, please, oh. or a very soon oh. to give birth pregnant woman in the car. Oh. It would be best to choose a vehicle with the motor running and properly parked. Oh my gosh. In fact, Merlafferty covered the excess hero fighting damage problems quite well in playing for keeps by having rather high taxes in Seventh City to cover smashed buildings, windows, cars, <laughs> nuclear melted ducks. That's true. And none of that covers the special expenses of Ian the Pooh Shooter. No kidding. <laughs> having to get other people's clothes dry cleaned. <laughs> Burned. <laughs> I don't think you can dry clean that out. <laughs> Yeah, and if any of that intrigues you guys, go pick up Playing for Keeps yeah. by Merle Lafferty. Because, yeah, pretty spot on. There's a lot of poo-flinging. Yeah. Clarifying veteran rewards and game time cards. Due to the purchase of several time cards, my Play NC account shows that I am paid up until March 14th, 2009. Wow. <laughs> All right. It'll be good to go for a while. It also shows that I will receive the six-month faithful reward on October 31st. 2008 and the nine month dependable reward on january 31st 2009 but not one nuple earlier yeah mm -hmm. my question about dc universe online was more about the game itself replacing coh although you seem to take it more as how would it affect the coh podcast <laughs> no matter what happens i have invited you into my virtual home and found you excellent house guests <laughs> well thank you it's all about us, Chris Well, well it's uh, all about Pat. No, but... no, 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 no. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's all about us. Smackdown. It's not a smackdown. It's just a effect. <laughs> just a relating effect. effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how it would affect COH. I'm sure a lot of people would stop playing for a while and start and try out DC. And mm -hmm. some would come back and some wouldn't, just like every yeah. game. Yep. So there. That's how it would affect <laughs> my my rumination on this. Yes. And of course, mm. Champions Online. Yeah. And one more thing. Have you guys ever played a card game called Flux? No. I've seen it. I've almost bought it a couple times now, but no, I haven't. Everyone I show the game to falls in love with it, but there is a new version called Zombie Flux. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm. It's just Brains. like Flux, but with zombies brains my friend and i tried out zombie flux and had a great time with some of the new zombie cards shamble i believe the zombie expansion pack six more zombie cards and the flamethrower comes free when you buy zombie flux and the only thing that could be better than more zombies would be wait for it all together now nupples <laughs> we should come out with nupples trading cards yeah so Flux is actually, it's a card game with a specialized deck of cards. Mm. And 
from what I understand, the gist of it is that the rules of the game change as you're playing. Oh, okay. That's why it's called Flux, because, yeah, different cards you play will change everything. Cool. We've recently been getting, been getting into more board games. Yeah. That's, we were going to have a increase in what we own and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it would be. Would that be a good one for... It sounds like a fun, quick, quick game to play. Cool. Card game. His next email is actually trying to start somewhat of a movement or a segment. Things that don't make sense in Paragon City. All right. I wanted to start a list of things that just don't make sense in Paragon City. For instance, if this is supposed to be Rhode Island, then what's with the day and night cycle being so fast? <laughs> I think it's just a game mechanic because, you know, if it was real time and you had to go hunt ghosts... Well, but you'd know when I'd to log in. You'd know when to log and in. And for people who work the night shift, nice luck trying to get an accolade. Yeah, but at least you'd know when to log in. You never <laughs> know what time of day it's going to be in the game when you log in. But you don't have to wait very long. No. Well, define very long. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm impatient. <laughs> if we're supposed to be heroes that can fly or use jetpacks... Then why do we have to keep using the monorail? <laughs> Not very heroic to take the train, I think. True. Well, I will say there's an awful lot of citizens, and they'd probably be pretty pissed off if you took the train system out. Yeah. Well, but I think his point is, why do they have to use it? Mm. Why do the heroes have to use what the normal everyday citizens use? And because I think... they haven't gotten a group of friends to go get the raptor pack yet, duh. <laughs> Well, and it's also a fact of you're training up, you're learning the skills, you're becoming yeah. a more accomplished superhero, I guess. Yeah. So. I see that. As you get more powerful, then you don't have to rely on it so yeah. much. Although I still do, because sometimes it's just the fastest way to get from point A to point sometimes B. Sometimes it's just the fastest way. That's true. <laughs> Lastly, why must huge always be male? Where are the huge women at? Yeah, that's been a frequent comment on the boards, the official boards. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Anybody else? Come on, we can't hear you. Don't have to send it in. (laughs) What else doesn't make sense in Paragon? Let's see. Send in your suggestions or comments. Because I'm getting a blank stare from Chooch. First one I thought of, so where are all the dry cleaners? Because, you know, those tights get awfully messy. I mean, heck. By level six, when you've been stomping through the sewers. I mean, come on. Where is it going to get dirtier? Bunch hmm. of Vazis in the sewers? I don't think so. Good point. That's the dirtiest. Projectile vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Next email says, first anniversary stuff. The tradition. <gasps> oh, we haven't planned anything at all. No, and we had asked people if they had suggestions. Yeah. So let's hear what Criswell says. The traditional first anniversary gift is paper nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the modern first anniversary gift is a nipple clock. Yikes. <laughs> first anniversary celebrates the idea and the symbol of nipples. Mm. The first anniversary gemstone is gold nipple jewelry. <laughs> Special first anniversary podcast. My nipples explode with delight. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> But no suggestions on what we should do. Yeah. Next (laughs) subject, moral compass question. Dr. Criswell, level 16, asks, I see three notices in my badge inventory. The skulls are a disease. 
defeat skull leaders and defeat hellions. Is it a good or a bad thing to circumnabulate <laughs> Perez Park to pick off a whole lot of skulls, bone daddies, and hellions, level 10 grays, just for the badges? Or will I find higher level skulls, bone daddies, and hellions along my travels? Or is it the proper thing to just go on a kill skulls rampage just for the fun of it? Well, that's why it says, go, hunt, kill skulls. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. I just go through Perez. It's the easiest way. Yeah. I don't know that that's really a moral compass issue beating on guys who Targeted. are so lower level. Because really all you're doing is resting them. Yeah. Then they are up to no good. Talking about the whole moral compass thing again. You remember when we very first started. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm a level 10. And if I stop and I try to, you know, in Atlas Park, you mm -hmm. know, you run by these level ones and level twos committing crimes, stealing right. purses. Well, I'm not getting any XP for defeat. Okay. I was really stupid guys. I was really dumb. <laughs> like I'm not getting any XP for defeating them. And it's because they're so far below me, mm -hmm. but they're still committing crime. Right. So that was, I was like. How can I turn a blind eye right. to these injustices? Now, now, because they're lower level, I'm ignoring the pain that they're causing the citizens <laughs> and moving on to where I get a benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me initially. I should be defeating everybody that's committing a crime, mm -hmm. not just the one that give me XP rewards. Yeah. So I feel you, but go knock them out, yeah. man. Those people in Perez deserve, you know, to get protection too. And that's the most love they get is when people go looking for that bone daddy. Very true. Getting them boss badges. No, I just fly high enough so I don't have to see any of it. <laughs> I'm trying to blind eye. <laughs> Charming. You're such a... Yeah, my moral compass needs calibration. <laughs> <laughs> it needs something. <laughs> but yeah, that's where, you know, I get really caught up in the immersion of the game. I was really bothered by the fact that I was supposed to run past them to get to a mission where I'd get rewards. Mm -hmm. Where this one, this little old lady's fighting to get her purse back from a hellion right. or whatever. So that really bothered me initially. Now I think about it sometimes, but most of the time I just roll on. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's a game. Next up, mission failure penalty. I recently failed a mission where I was supposed to help Fusionette get back to the door. Ugh. Mission failed, it said in big red text. What are the penalties associated with failed missions? This was a story arc mission, but what other penalties are associated with other mission types? I ask this because I'm familiar with how Eve does this. If you fail your mission, the agent who gave you the mission lowers your standings towards the agent and the agent's corporation. With enough failed missions, an agent will refuse to offer missions to you. Wow. In COH, there's really no mm -mm. penalty. No. Nope. Most missions, even though you failed them, they still complete because yeah. there's somebody out there you know, as a backup. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like if you have Fusionette, then somehow she still escapes. Mm -hmm. We've had because that little crazy freak. She'll run wild. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah, she She's like that. Who's the chick in the um, Simarora mission that we kept dying trying to rescue? Just to say she has Moxie. Moxie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Moxie. She has ADD. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think some of those people have argued that they're built to fail for the Some story are definitely arc. built to fail yes that chicken simmer the crazy mm -hmm. lady but you know i i haven't seen a real detriment unless it's a task force thing you know if you don't defeat the last if you don't successfully rescue 
the spirit, then you fail the task force. But mm-hmm. as far as regular story arcs, I haven't really seen a real problem because it's like, oh my gosh, we didn't yeah. rescue, but no, there it is. Now there are a couple oh, fortune teller though. I was going to say you can fail that. There's some very specific places and that's a badge mission. where it affects you. Yeah. So yeah, one's fortune teller that if you fail it, you're not going to get that. What's it called? Well, it, it, the rest the of the spelunker. group isn't going to get spelunker, but right. you still get it. I right? can't remember how that works. If I remember correctly, you still get it because somebody's cleaning up your mess, but the rest of your team is not going to get the badge. Mm. That's how I remember. It's been so long since we've run it. I don't I'm pretty remember. sure I'm right. It's been so long since we failed it. <laughs> and the funny thing is that with the, <laughs> because usually you end up with it and you go, okay, who needs a spelunker mission? Because mm-hmm. you need it for the Atlas Medallion. Mm-hmm. So you get level 50s in there, you get level 20s in there, you get level, you know, 10s in there. Mm-hmm. And everybody splits up across, across the map. Yeah. And inevitably, somebody that doesn't have enough backup or is at the level range rescues the fortune teller Mm -hmm. and then they get the ambushes and they can't handle the aggro and so we've actually failed that mission with a team of eight with Mm -hmm. 50s on the team yeah because we didn't and now it's always like okay don't release her before you go we have very specific rules when we run spelunker and we run the transcendence trial (laughs) yeah we do that's when i get the pickiest for sure because yeah. we've failed those and it's just like so there's torturous. no reason to <laughs> there's yeah it's just frustrating so yeah there are some that give you a penalty and you don't get the reward but most of them you just don't get the mission bonus mm-hmm. like it's if never it's gonna a timed mission or something yeah, you don't get the mission bonus i'm never think. gonna blow an arc it's never right. it's not gonna stop giving you missions or when you go back and read the text it's something like oh well you didn't do this but fusionette was still able mm-hmm. to escape and this that and the other and you know if and if it's a, you know, escort out and she gets defeated, well, she's not dead. She goes to the hospital. So you still got her out. Mm-hmm. That's their reasoning on the story arc. But I think it does cost you the mission bonus. Yeah. Another example just occurred to me is doing the respect trial Ugh. when the reactor melts down well, and you lose that. Not that we've ever seen that happen. <laughs> <laughs> when you come out glowing green. Yeah, I swear I had trouble focusing for a few days because of all the times. Remember we ran that thing several times one night and mm-hmm. then we blew up that reactor like three or four times. <laughs> but even that isn't that big of a penalty. Yeah. You don't get the respec. Yeah. But you can jump right back into Terra Volta and, and do, do it, it again. again with so. no penalty. They don't up the difficulty or anything like mm-hmm. that. You just go right back. So, yeah, as far as lowering your ability to get missions, no, it doesn't affect it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just XP and the tangible rewards, like the badges and stuff that it affects, the actual yeah. respec. That's a makes me not want to play EVE Online. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, that I have harsh. any interest. <laughs> didn't really have any interest in it, but that definitely. Well, no, we have friends that are playing that now, don't we, mm-hmm. that enjoy it? Almost everybody I know who started it quit. Oh, okay. pretty soon. Mm. It's definitely an acquired taste. And gotcha. Seems to me. Without having ever played it. Yeah. It's a pretty game, though. Mm. It's a really. They did something interesting that very few game companies do. They had a successful game, and they actually took the time to redo the entire game engine and redo the entire graphics of the game. And made that just a patch. Holy cow. A free 
patch. Wow. So it's like it's kind of like the jump from EverQuest to EverQuest 2. Mm-hmm. Without an addition. Where it was brand new servers and mm-hmm. a whole new, and they still run at the same That's time. Amazing. Yeah. And so they called it the, the, the Triton engine or something. And it's night and day, the graphics mm-hmm. difference. Hmm. And it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> it really is. I'd like gorgeous. to get a free trial of that just to see how pretty. Next email says, more red side love, please. Aww. I mean, the missions aren't that bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's so bad about corralling homeless people and shoving them into the back of a truck to be transported to a lab to be experimented on? <laughs> I mean... Nobody else has come up with a solution to help the homeless in Barragon City, right? <laughs> this job has to fall on the shoulders of the villains of the Rogue Isles, right? I mean, okay, I guess a five-year-old might get some bad ideas from a red side mission like that, yeah. but I believe that they're capable of making such decisions on their own <laughs> when they get to, oh, about seven years old? <laughs> Besides, why have heroes without villains? It just makes no sense. I mean... How would it look if Statisman <laughs> decided that Posit Drone was his nemesis? <laughs> that would really fudge up the storylines, eh? <laughs> Posit Drone? I think I just came up with a new character. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking, hmm, robot mastermind. <laughs> um, oh, and, and as an aside... Maybe this paragraph goes better under what's weird in Paragon City. There you go. <laughs> and why does everybody have this thing against Galaxy City? What's so bad about the neighborhood? Is there something strange in the water supply? Is there some toxic chemical in the air? Show Galaxy City some love, too, while you're at it. Fine, be that way. If all you care about is badges, then just fly in, grab the visitations, read the plaques, and just get out of town, you clown shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where is everybody? Definitely not in Galaxy City. That's true. <laughs> Griswold says, show some nerve. <laughs> yeah, I agree that there is no heroes without villains. I just don't have to play one. <laughs> yeah. And as for Galaxy City, some of my worst experiences in the game have taken place there, i.e. Richty raids. Or Richty invasions, I mean. Yeah. They've just been terrible. They're, for some reason, Galaxy City and Founders Falls are the worst locations for Rickty invasions hmm. i always have a terrible time at those i think for me galaxy is just it's superfluous yeah. i automatically pick atlas just because that's where the sewers are yeah and so i got into a rhythm yeah and i just don't have any real need to go to galaxy there's been some proposals saying maybe uh galaxy as a a, a overall story arc in the mm-hmm. game to do a big blow up Make of galaxy useful. yeah go in and totally destroy it like yeah. we've seen other zones get destroyed and then way down the line rebuild it and yeah into something new and stuff like that so that'd yeah, be interesting well and the thing for me the one character that i said well i'm gonna try out the galaxy city content mm-hmm. it's the same content they send you to the same you get the mm-hmm. same missions at least in my recollection, there wasn't a significant difference between that and what you get with the Atlas Park, mm-hmm. choosing those. And, of course, that was the one character that I got to 50, and I already told you about the whole trying to get inspirations when I was oh, in right. Reckless Victory, and I'm like, never again! <laughs> 
So it's just, and it's an inconvenient zone because that's not where everybody is. If you're looking for a sewer team, that's where everybody gathers. So the first thing you'd have to do is go to Atlas Park if you want mm -hmm. to do sewers, which is what we always do. So it's just inconvenient. And like you said, superfluous. Mm -hmm. Thus endeth the Criswell email. Wow. That's like probably half an hour right there for Criswell. Uh, a lot of feedback, dude. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> oh, but a lot of good questions, too. Yeah. Hopefully those will help some people out. Hopefully he's cleared everything out and we've got them all set and ready to go now. Let our frequencies carry you away. Survive horrors unimagined. And discover wonders unseen. Encounter new worlds. Rocket through the depths of space. And delve into realities that exist in dark mirrors of our own. On variant frequencies, we cross genres and boundaries to bring listeners a completely different audio experience. Featuring Parsec award-winning fiction, we deliver a new short story every month and present serialized novels that test the limits of podcast fiction. Find us at www.variantfrequencies.com. Subscribe today. September 6th. Wow. <laughs> Told you we have over a month <laughs> of backlog. Wonderful, wonderful backlog. From Zloth, in response to episode 34, Zloth says, Oh dear, fantastic foe. Did you resort to Superdyne to get that finished? I'm guessing they're <clears throat> reaching back into my cobweb addled brain, thinking they're talking about all the fantastic research that fantastic foe did he had specifically made a comment that he had finally finished part four writing gotcha. part four gotcha mm -hmm. of which we've done the first two yes and the next episode will include the third portion of mm -hmm. fantastic foes fantastic io information yeah and then fantastic foe replies to zloth me do feel super me smash <laughs> <laughs> Skyrocket in response to episode 35 news I13 and IO sets feature. I beat Nod. Ha 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 ha. Okay, gonna go listen to the cast now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that was at 12 30 in the morning. And then Zloth says at 2 a.m. Nod nodded off. Dang it. I don't think I can do it right. Where are you, Nod? Okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Yay, new cats. <laughs> fantastic foe then says i hear that this fantastic foe guy is a clown but i guess i'll listen to the cast anyway yay new audio distributed via the interwebs <laughs> <laughs> nail bunny says fantastic foe a clown you sir clearly don't know his lore long ago in the time before time 
also referred to by scholars as the pre-timing, <laughs> <laughs> the Neanderthal Vandar Adg was caught in a blast created by an irradiated space meteor which granted him immortality and extreme intelligence. Further mm-hmm. research into key moments in comedic history. From creating the mammoth poo-based flaming bag of poo to the time he traveled to the future to put a quirk imbued rotary inductor in Vice Chancellor's Vidalon's office, he has and will always be a true prankster. P.S. <laughs> also, you may say that his origin seems just like a ripoff of Vandal Savage, but you'd be wrong. It's completely different. Cough. <laughs> nail bunny crazy nail bunny who i miss we don't mm-hmm. have that much interaction although by the time we get through this comment section we might have more from him i don't remember when i copied and pasted from star sentinel we're all the way up to september 9th now hmm. Yay, new cast. Okay, so I wasn't the first, but fifth is pretty cool. Kind of like the fifth element. Pretty cool. Anyway, great cast. Looking forward to the next cast. Thank Mm. you. Fantastic Foe says, Hmm, well, now I have to come up with an origin story for Nail Bunny. C&V, thanks for all the supplemental material about the mission architect. I can't wait to create a mission where the heroes have to face this villain super speedster written by homer a fiend who disappoints women worldwide two-second trojan (laughs) (laughs) i hope that the io set percentages end up linked from the show notes or if you prefer i can post them your call your pal and according to nail bunny a knuckle-dragging immortal funnyman (laughs) fantastic foe And then later on, September 9th, Immortal Amazon, the wonderful and gracious Immortal Amazon says, am I the only one worried about dear Nod? Nod, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) That is alarming because he hasn't yay casted yet. Yay new casted yet. Skyrocket then says, Nod, I'm sorry I took your spot. Come back to us. Sloth says, well, you see, there's this spore thingy. <laughs> it's made a lot of PC gamers vanish. Even I can barely maintain this reality for a few minutes at a time. Holy cow, a bio with background music. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, too. Flapjack says, excellent bio. I'm not waiting for the DVD. I absolutely have to see that in the theater. Great cast. Chuvivuch. <laughs> I had to say that slowly. <laughs> Stormax says, was listening at work with my earphones and came to the fight sequence. It's really hard to explain to non-listeners what had me ROFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, th- and then there's this, never mind. <laughs> yeah. A little involved. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Foe says, yeah, the buildup to the fight was quite spectacular. Kudos to the submitter. It was very well done. And then we finally hear from Nod. (gasps) Mumbles to self, I take one day off to watch 20 episodes of Iron Chef, and this is what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, great to get new material. Still listening to it, so maybe I'll have some notes later. But in the meantime, and I'm not going to try and pronounce this nice try, Nod. But he he says, yay, new cast, backwards. Uh-huh. I love you, dude, but no. I have enough trouble <laughs> with pronunciation, as you all can clearly remember. 
And then he says, think bizarro world. So since I'm at the bottom of the comments and it's backwards, it's actually first and reads correctly. You see? <laughs> <laughs> he outsmarted me. I think he's yeah. right. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I do read them from the back to the front or something. <laughs> Pat says, you are, I'm sorry, Fantastic Foe says, you win because you're comment number 13. That am lucky, Bizarro Don. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all kill me. Skyrocket says, nod, Iron Chef equals best show ever. Your absence is hereby excused. <laughs> Fantastic Foe. Can't wait for the rest of your feature. I have a defender who is in serious need of some IO set love, and I can't decide what to do with her. Oh, and does anyone know if the Carney costume that Viv mentioned in a female model? My PBD hard suit is cool, but it turns me into a dude. I even say, huh, when I jump instead of, huh, mm -hmm. or however those are supposed to sound. Yes, the Carney costume is is female if it's yes. the same one as last year which is what they showed in the screen capture mm -hmm. it's the, the harlequin she's well she's got the orange it's mm. you'll remember she's got the orange costume yeah it's that standard orange so it's not one of the steel men no it's not one of the bucket heads mm -hmm. and reality bite says yay new cast and all that i've only gotten to listen to a bit so far Far so more comments to come, I imagine, insofar as the special $5 jetpack is concerned. It may be just a rental. That's the way the power is currently coded. So to make it permanent, which they might, would require recoding the power so anyone who has it gets to keep it and then being sure to give it back to anyone who had it before. Hmm. If new players using the $20 card to get into COX have to pay another $5 to keep it, while those who've never had it can grab it permanently for just the $5, it would be a bit unfair, I think. And we've seen as the mini booster, mega booster, now that they have all these different booster types, yeah. that it's definitely a directly rental. advertised as a monthly rental. Yes. So you're right, Reality Bites. Certainly not insurmountable issues. Oh, I can't pronounce that word. And then... Reality Bites continues, certainly not insurmountable issues, just things they have to do to make it a one-time charge and be fair to all players. Mm -hmm. And the Carney code is for the female version from what I see on the official site. There was a temp costume for both the Harlequin and Strongman made for Halloween 07, but the code looks like it unlocks the Harlequin one, judging by the official announcement. I agree. Mm -hmm. Who would want the Strongman anyways? <laughs> With all those boy costumes. Well, no, they've already given out. No, they gave out the freak show boss. Don't give me that Yeah, look. but don't say who would want the well, strong Well, we've already man. gotten two boys. True. And the girls want the girls. I, yes, I absolutely. I want to be girl. Absolutely. I just re-listened to Onda's Game by Cory Doctorow, and I'm all about girls should be able to be girls. Well, I want a Zeus Titan. Nice for you. <laughs> Whatever. So far, we've got two boy outfits and one girl outfit. I agree. Fair is fair. <laughs> Name that movie. Legend of Billy Jean. Yeah. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> Soulmate. I hate how you can read my mind. I was trying to stump you. Oh, but I guess I say it too often to stump you, huh? Fair is fair. Talk about a rallying cry. Okay. Country Boy then says, sorry for the tangent. Another great cast. Excellent job, Fantastic Foe, on the IO sets. I can't wait to hear the rest. Sorry for the short voicemail. I got shy all of a sudden. Oh, country <laughs> boy, don't be shy. Nail Bunny says, I got the $20 card the first day we received them at Best Buy. 
You probably already know it includes the game and the pack is active for the 30 days free you get the purchase. It's a really neat deal, really. Now I bought the card to try out the pack because my discount made it 12 bucks, but it is pretty fun to permafly like crazy. Hmm. My villain had to strip it off a pathetic hero, though. Only reason I could justify wearing a red and white and blue jump pack. <laughs> <laughs> Random fact of the day, number 367. A slayer is a dwarf who has been dishonored and searched to regain that honor through glorious death in battle. All right, thanks. <laughs> and now we know how to find Nail Bunny. All we have to do is go to every single Best Buy until we find him. Right. I'm sure we'll recognize him when we see him. He will be the only bunny that works at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, we found out he's not really a bunny, though. Pendulum. Yes, posted, we've actually seen pictures of the Munster himself. In the City of Heroes t-shirt. Wait, no. In the City of Heroes podcast t-shirt. In the City of Nail Bunny t-shirt. Which he modified to be absolutely unrecognizable. As only Nail Bunny could do. <laughs> I was like, what? Is that even? Wait. <laughs> Fantastic Foe says, gasp, two podcasts in one week. Passes out. All right. Now listen here. You obviously have some sort of a circulatory or a blood sugar issue because you're always <laughs> passing out. I think we need to do something. Got to get you to a doctor. Intervention, yes. I'm telling you. Because now he's finally at the point where he doesn't pass out when I would log in. Mm -hmm. Although he probably would now because it's been a while. <laughs> I'm really getting concerned for Fantastic Foe. Mm. He passes out a lot. Yes. Yes. Maybe a glucose problem. <laughs> and then Nod says in response to episode 36, yay, double up casts. <laughs> Star Sentinel says... Yay, new comment cast. Yay, new comments for new comment cast. <laughs> <laughs> Nod has started an entire thing here. Mm. Star Sentinel then says, another comment. Regarding COV being linear, back in issue three when Striga Isle was created, all the players raved about how the zone was laid out and there was a linear progression. Do mission one, which leads to mission two, etc. in the story. After that, the devs decided to make all the new zones follow a linear arc. Linear isn't a bad thing, it just makes more sense. Much like a mini task force or story arc, where each mission leads you to the next, linear format flushes out a story that writers are trying to tell. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense otherwise you'd have a comic where Spider-Man fights Doc Ock's minions, who say Doc is coming but doesn't, followed by a dramatic yet unrelated fight with the, the vulture. And then he has to go take some photos of the bridge. <laughs> It doesn't make a lot of sense. The devs originally were viewing missions as small vignettes, much like a newspaper comic of Spider-Man, small short stories that are unrelated to each other. The linear format is much more like a full comic, which allows the steps from page one to page 20-something. So please don't take it as the slam villains, no pun intended, when we say linear. Also, three-star review, did the guy hear the Nupple episode fluff? Bah, I say, if Chooch and Viv, they would be reading crazy comments like this one. Not what I typed about linear format. But this right now? Are you reading this part, Vooch? Uh, oh, gotcha. That's okay. A little fluff a day keeps the debt badge away. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And fantastic folk comments again in response to episode 36. As always, great to hear you guys again. Viv, you were correct that it sounded like Wendy was asking about 100 Vanguard Merit Talsorian Blades. 
I think you did misspeak at one point when you mentioned that the lost swordsmen carried Talsorian blade swords. They, of course, carry old-style Richty swords, ones that you can unlock from Richty invasion badges. Hmm. I wonder if Pat misheard me, and I actually said it correct, but his brain mm. comprehended it wrong. No, it's, I probably misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> Your discussion of unlockable Rularoo and Vanguard weapons was nice, since my level 41 sword regen scrapper is currently working on getting both a Rularoo sword and a Vanguard Talsorian sword at the moment. I just need to bump him up a few levels so I can bully level 41 Rularoo overseers. The Firebase Zulu medical team was getting tired of changing my IV when I was a level 40, <laughs> trying to moment of glory instant heal my way through the overseers and their natterling entourages mm. <laughs> he continues hey one more thing rularoo related you did tell wendy that sadly she couldn't get rularoo weapons unlocked until she was level 40 and could do rularoo missions i assume villains get instant shard content at level 40 heroes get the shard at level 40 for rularoo hunting which you know technically that is true that level 40 is the barrier to unlocking rularoo weapons right now there was a brief period when defeating 100 overseers could be done without entering the shard or shard instanced content. Within the first year of COH, soldiers of Rularoo attacked Paragon City across most of the zones. Wow. I remember that most people had no idea what they were. I assume training room savvy people did. And a lot of non-beta testers thought they were the Richty returned, which led to confused broadcasts. I can <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Anyway, I only bring this up in the hopes that one day we can have another widespread Rularoo invasion. If so, an aggressive team could rack up some overseer kills and possibly unlock Lovecraftian-looking weapons pre-level 40. Hmm. Rularoo! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty interesting. I would love to see a Rularoo invasion just yeah. to mix things up. Although we are about to get a zombie invasion. True. Oh, zombie that's right. Apocalypse. I don't think we... I meant to say it at the beginning, but... We do have the Halloween event coming up on October 20th, mm -hmm. running through November 2nd, the zombie invasions and trick-or-treating and stuff. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I should have said that at the very beginning. Oh, well. That's a reward for you guys that listen to the comments. <laughs> for those of you that just skip for the news, you missed it. Because you, you don't know. You don't know that you missed it because <laughs> you didn't hear this. Gold star comment, listeners. <laughs> Fantastic Foe also then says, Oh, I meant to highlight a previous comment asking for a feature on Dark Astoria. I second that. Okay, honey. <laughs> Make a note it's of that. It's very windy there. Dark Astoria. So I hear. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Makes me want to record my bio, though, for my... And it smells of nutmeg for some reason. <laughs> Nutmeg. Oh, just throw that in there. <laughs> Rather than cumin. <laughs> smells like cumin. <laughs> and then says, Yay, thanks for posting a link to the next full text of the IO feature on the front page. Woohoo, me and published. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Beam says, No offense taken on the villain's comment. Villains rule. <laughs> mm. Troy, you can have my strapless evening gown when you pry it from my cold dead hands, Hickman. <laughs> what? Fluff? 
Excuse me while I take that notion outside and use it to fertilize my petunias. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to read this. No. But it's pretty funny. Fertilize my petunias. If you remove that, you risk turning a great show into a bad message board thread full of number crunching poindexters with a bad attitude. Yeah, that was the one where you said, huh, oh, sounds kind of aggressive. I love it. <laughs> we shouldn't use that as an example. I love that we're family here from our cousins Chooch and Viv to our wisecracking sister middle maiden to our dear old Uncle Pat, known for his good humor and extensive Swedish porn collection. <laughs> I swear to God. You guys do a fantastic job. <laughs> That, that kind of stuff makes me feel good, though. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to read it all. Nope. And then from Fire Cage, in response to the Playing for Keeps free PDF. Freebies for the win. Two-second <laughs> Troy. <laughs> I didn't think he was that inexperienced. <laughs> Caps for the win. <laughs> Have you figured out I like saying for the win yet? Ignorance for the win. CH Podcast for the win. And it was all in caps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Reality Bites then says in response to episode 35, I finished up and discovered you guys had a new one out. Excellent. I'm already working through that one. Hope to see the next one out just as I finish it. (laughs) Sorry about that, Reality Bites. It's all Chooch's fault. I mean, it's not like you guys have anything better to do, right? (laughs) And with FF writing your material, it's easy. (laughs) No, I'm not Twitch addicted Twitch or anything. I can quit any time I want. I just don't want... Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, nice part one of the IO coverage. My ultimate IO plans don't generally concern themselves with the small two-piece bonuses. I'm usually after the meatier ones found deeper in the sets, but I do sometimes grab small stuff like that if it's relatively cheap and I'm not ready to... Small stuff like that, if it's relatively cheap and I'm not ready yet to embark on grabbing the big sets, I plan to use for real. The cheap bonuses are small, but every little bit helps. And the ring announcer bit was very funny. I'll be chuckling over that for a good while. (laughs) That was hilarious. I'll listen to that again. I'm going to put it on my iPod just by itself, isolated. Because <laughs> it's so cool. I would love to play that for, like, my sister. <laughs> She's like, what? Yeah. She played City of Heroes for about two weeks and then got distracted. And I don't think she ever listened to the podcast. Mm-mm. She would crack up, though. Reality Bites then says, just listen to some of this so far. Judging by the comments, there's some drama to come. Suspense. Anyways, I thought I'd chime some info in on the whole Talsorian Ruluru discussion. Mm. All of the Vanguard weapons cost 100 merits, which you can get is of course determined by what you can use, if anything. AR folks get the Redding rifle and everyone else gets a Talsorian item. Exception being those using pistols, pulse rifles, and maces. No Talsorian love for you guys. Talsorian Mm. weapons indeed do have that sort of translucent thing going on. And 35 is indeed the minimum level, since you can't get merits before then. This holds for both heroes and villains. And of course, if you don't have any type of weapon at all, like my mm-hmm. defenders or my controllers, mm-hmm. you get nothing. Bupkis. Bupkis. The Ruleru <laughs> weapons work a tad differently. They have multiple ways to unlock. The Visionary Badge 100 Overseers is available to both sides and un- will unlock them at any level you can somehow get the badge. Heroes who compete any shard TF will also have them unlocked as a reward for putting themselves through that torture. (laughs) Villains get three ways to unlock them that heroes don't. Hmm. 
Technician Naylor, Sirocco, Sirocco, how do you pronounce that? I say Sirocco. Sirocco. And efficiency expert Pither all have story arcs that will unlock them. In this case, villains can actually beat the heroes to the Ruluru weapons because Technician Naylor's arc is available at 35, while heroes have to wait for 40 to access shard content. The Ricti weapons you touched on are gained from the Watchman badge accolade you get from doing the Ricti invasion stuff. Yep. From Thirstbuster, in response to our PPD hard suit contest. Wow, just an email. Dream come true. That was our, of course, <laughs> requirements for registering for the contest. Mm -hmm. Reality Bites. Dear Chooch and Viv, we have kidnapped your nipples. If you ever wish to see them again, you will give us a PPD hard suit costume code. <laughs> Don't make us do something unfortunate to them. Give us a code and they will go free, unharmed. Yours truly, the extortionist. <laughs> Psst, you left your email on there. <laughs> And then, sadly, I don't think that Reality Bites won one, so sadly nope. we'll never see our nipples again. Does that mean no more nipple content ever on the no show? No more nipple content? Well, after Is this we've... a moratorium? <laughs> Meh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Firecage says, in response to the hard suit contest, Oh my god, starts foaming at the mouth, want to win! I don't recognize the name as a winner. I don't... Uh, hope you won. <laughs> Star Sentinel in response to Hard Suit Contest says, if you want another five-star review, you know what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty pool. <sighs> Fantastic Foes says, in response to episode 37, since Nod has apparently nodded off, I declare this to actually be the second comment in case he notices and posts his signature heralding of the Nouveau cast. Can't wait to listen to the podcast. Well, actually, I have to wait as I'm going to bed and will be listening as I go to work. Great. Now I can't wait to head to work. <laughs> <laughs> See, we gotcha. <laughs> Best regards, Pat, a.k.a. Fantastic Foe. Very thoughtful to make your comment number two. Yes. Nod says, listening now, notes to follow for the time being and because they like it and you need it. Yay, new cast. <laughs> Nice. Very, very nice of Foe to take second place there. In response to episode 37, Nod then says, Base layouts have caused me many, many hours of frustration. Once you get the right layout, you feel like a mad genius once your SG mates start complimenting you on how easy it is to, quote, use the base. PPD suit is mine. Once it, precious, needs it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the merit system thing. Since I usually play at odd times and end up soloing quite a bit, it will be helpful for me to get the recipes and IOs I want. I am glad the level cap is not going to be raised anytime soon. I still have 40 plus alts that need to get to 50. <laughs> I could not agree more with Chooch about level cap raises killing interest long term in other games. HeroCon closed beta invites. This type of thing is quickly becoming more and more a source of contention. I don't have any ideas to fix it, mind you, but I wish that something could be done. I'm really liking the I.O. discussion. Very well done, Pat. Well done indeed. This episode clocks in a lot shorter than I'm used to. Not that that's a bad thing. We'll make up for it here. <laughs> yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but I was just used to hearing the dulcet tones of Vooch going on for nearly an hour. Still a good cast. It starts with whipping out pets and ends with a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you ask for, honestly? True, 
True. Yeah, that was the first 30 minute show in, yeah, like a, in a long, long time. time. I'm sure a lot of people thought we had the iTunes monkey. Right. <laughs> Nod then says, in response to the contest, gimme, 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 slash waves Jedi hand. You want to give code to Nod. <laughs> and I'm sad to say Nod didn't win. It's <laughs> really dirty. <laughs> give good code. You want to give code to Nod. <laughs> Maybe you make everything dirty. I swear, <laughs> your brain. In response to episode 37, Sloth says, uh, is anyone else hearing thumping at about 4.50 to 5.30? I thought somebody was thumping on something outside my house, but it seems to be part of the cast, I think. Are you two are spooking me out. <laughs> Regarding, we have a plan now for Halloween, methinks. Yes. If we're able to record and plan because <laughs> we're pretty bad at planning regarding more powers stop it chooch <laughs> you're messing with me now you know that makes me twitchy regarding more powers past 50 i'm not so sure about that even when i'm in the 40s i tend to neglect powers pretty often their powers i really could and should be using it's just that i have so many powers already that i forget about them i've actually had that happen yeah. too uh it's just too many powers to keep in my head at once Adding more would make that worse. Hmm, good vivisections villains? Nah, wait a minute. Here's, where's that thesaurus? Oh, because we were asking what to say. Right. Instead of good hunting heroes. Yes, good venatic villains. <laughs> oh, wait, venatic is an adjective. Ah, but it has a Latin root. Venatus is Latin for hunt. Good venatus villains? I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Sloth, you're just too smart for me. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> can you like send like a pronunciation key to so I can say good Venetus villains? <laughs> yes, because we'll say good Venetian. <laughs> good Venetian blinds, hunters, gatherers, somethings. Star Sentinel says, yay, new cast. Yay, new cyborg pack out today, too. We still haven't bought that. Well, we no, played. I still can't self-destruct. <laughs> <laughs> spontaneous combustion boo no power at home due to hurricane five days and counting yay uh -huh. powers and interwebs at work boo ncsoft main page blocked at work so i can't buy cyborg pack early yay new cast <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the roller coaster <laughs> covered a lot there <laughs> sorry for your loss of power but you had it better than one of our other listeners which mm, we'll talk about in a minute yeah Fantastic Foe says in response to episode 37, thanks for the details on the Back Alley Brawler interview. I always mean to read slash listen to those and it slips my mind. It's nice to have you guys to collect and distribute. Interesting comments on level 50 and powers. For myself, I wouldn't necessarily want more powers as part of a new pool or an extension of my character's primaries and secondaries. I'd rather that more temp powers be available for crafting than just the gun, bat, hammer, and magical ghost power. One of those things is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for posting part two. Now I just have to get the influence to pimp up my guys to the high levels our region I want. Of region I want? Stormax says... And by the way, there was mm -hmm. an interview with Castle on, I think it was Woot Studios, and oh, I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. Mm -hmm. Bad Viv? But I plan on listening to it. And if there's anything juicy in there that we don't already have somewhere else, then mm -hmm. we'll report on it. 
Stormax says in response to episode 37, I've always thought a good way to move characters beyond level 50 is to create a new city on the West Coast with new challenges and villains. Of course, that would be like creating a new game, but I think we're worth it. I always liked wreak havoc for the villain's side send-off. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thought. But yeah, they, I think they'd probably have a hard time with a whole new city. Country Boy says, Thanks for the new podcast. I really enjoyed the info. Sorry my voicemail was so short, but I got shy at the last second. Enough said. Didn't we already say that? That sounds like a duplicate. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I still wish you hadn't gotten shy. <laughs> yeah. Call and, back in. And I would have been in a really good mood that day because that was my birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> the Mastermind, in response to episode 37, says, Woot! New cast. After finally finding out where to post comments, after a bout of looking through the forums, I have lots to say, but thinks I'll just say one for now. Chooch, where are you getting all this info for, like, finding out about new games for things like Champions Online and stuff? Because I never heard of it till I heard of it in COH Podcast. And again, since I have not been able to post comments since before episode 20 when I started listening, I just want to say this. Nipples! <laughs> <laughs> Dumb mastermind. <laughs> so where are you getting your info, Chooch? Well, some of it comes from discussion within the City of Heroes boards. Which generally Viv finds out first. Yes, I do. I I think I, we can go beyond generally and say Viv always finds first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Between the two of us, anyways. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to the Virgin Worlds podcast, mm -hmm. which a few people on earlier episodes of, of our show have mentioned it. And it's a great show, generally weekly, and... He, Brent discusses all MMOs. Mm -hmm. It's a just he covers everything. Yeah. And he goes to a lot of developer conferences and stuff and does mm -hmm. interviews and cool stuff like that. But so pretty much anything that's coming up in the MMO space, he's going to report on it. Uh huh. Uh, and I do a lot of RSS feed reading. Yeah. On technology sites. Because he loves technology. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So they'll pop up on tech sites. Yeah. So, yeah. And conversations with friends. Mm -hmm. Other players and stuff. Very true. Zloth says, Actually, one great place to get info now is the official City of Heroes forums under Comic Culture. Show enough and friends will make sure you're up to date on all things geeky. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Zloth. I don't really ever make it over there unless the dev comments there, which is very, pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Reality Bites, also in response to episode 37, says, One thing worth noting is that the Mez Resist set bonuses are truly right about worthless. I never slot <laughs> wow. for them and pretty much ignore them when evaluating a set. Mentally, a Mez Resist bonus at a given tier equates to no bonus for me. The reason is as follows from the wiki. Quote, Resistance to status effects follows a different formula. Suffered duration equals applied duration divided by 100% plus total resistance. So, 75% resistance to sleep duration, for example, would not cause all sleeps to affect the character, 
for only a quarter of their normal durations. Their durations would be divided by 1.75, which is roughly only a 43% reduction. More importantly, the formula means that achieving 100% or more resistance to effect durations does not cause them to end instantly. 100% resistance actually only cuts their durations in half. <laughs> that is currently the best reduction that can be achieved due to maximums on MES resistance. If higher values were possible, 200% would cut it to a third, 300% would cut it to a fourth, and so on. So really, those piddly little set bonuses amount to shaving perhaps as much as a second off of your time being mezzed. Stack a few of them and maybe you start to shave a couple seconds, but you'd have to really work at it to make a meaningful difference. You're better off finding a buddy who can buff you with clear mind or some such and avoiding the effect altogether. <laughs> well, that certainly would be easier. Wow. Well, I say it would be easier. It's not always easy for people to find somebody with clear mind that is reliable and can play. And who uses it reliably. Yeah. You, you really... <laughs> a lot of people forget yeah, they have it. It's such a... I mean, I don't use it on every group. Mm-hmm. If we're going against, like, I don't know, like Freak Show or Rick D mm-hmm. or Lost, then I spam it. Everybody on the team gets constant clear mind. Mm-hmm. If it's against some random group that doesn't really have any holds or anything like that, I don't worry about it unless they get helmed and I hit them. Yeah. And then I can focus more time on damage. But for groups that, that steadily put holds on my team, oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm spamming the scene. Yeah. You did the same thing with your healer, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Managers, do you have problems with workers coming in late, leaving early, and taking too long of a lunch break? Let's face it, employees these days are not hardworking. They're too busy checking email, reading blogs, chatting with their new friend in Sweden, who's really a hairy guy from Duluth, or, God forbid, listening to podcasts to be of any real use to you. This is where Zombink can help you. We are, among other things, a zombie placement service that will supply you with workers that will work tirelessly around the clock. They don't need breaks. They don't need social security. And if there's a workplace accident, there's none of that pesky short-term disability or lawsuits. Simply return the damaged zombie to us and you'll be supplied with a new one. Think of Zombink when you see that lifeless, uninterested look in your living employee's eyes. At least with zombies, that lifeless, uninterested look will be on the face of a hard worker. Zombink can supply you with workers for construction, farming, security, janitorial services, and web design. And we're adding new services every month. Please visit our website at zombink.net to order your own service today. Clients of Zombink are responsible for the well-being of their human employees, customers, and visitors. Employ zombies at your own risk. All mutilations, dismemberments, death, or the transfer of the zombie curse are the responsibility of the client, not Zombink. You're hiring zombies. What do you expect? another response to episode 37 and guys 
over up to September 22nd. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Neuroshade says, great cast. Yay, I'm 12th to comment. Obviously, the nepluminal advertising worked. <laughs> I have distanced myself from the iTunes monkey once and for all. I now utilize juice to feed uh, my iPod client, <laughs> which is what you use, right? That is. I have never, ever, ever, ever had a problem like that, so I always just use iTunes. I just feel so lucky. <laughs> Neuroshade continues, I have not since missed the melody musings of the tastiest co-host Viv, nor the oft-overlooked but wily witty remarks of the Chuchinator. <laughs> choochie, choochie, choo, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you guys for being gone so long and wanted to let you know I was still listening and loving it. Keep them coming. Nepplefad Neuroshade. I love the meetup. Do again? Ooh, we have to... Ooh, meetup. <laughs> yeah, All we right. need to do some blends. Sugar. Fantastic Foe says in response to Reality Bites, I feel you are right about the worth of the MES bonuses, although I'd have to verify the formula using real numbers. I seem to recall my Peacebringer had 10% sleep reduction and the combat attributes readout indicated I would be affected by 90% of a sleep duration. MES bonuses really are only icing on a cake of empowerment buffs and anti-MES powers like health, aid self, proactively used, and some of the leadership powers. And they paled to break freeze and defender controller granted mes protections. Thanks for the comments, RB. Mm. The mastermind says, me wants PVP zone meetup. Nothing funner than assassins striking or being assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> PVP zones would also work because guardian villains could also join, perhaps around one of the meteors, do a shivens hunt, get some shivens. That would be awesome. All you need to do is my 15 to mastermind. And we had talked about that before going on a shivan hunt, hadn't we? Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm getting the biggest blank stare from Chooch. We did <laughs> discuss so that. Yes, we did. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm so cute. And then Zloth says, Reality Bites. Yeah, the only real use for those I can think of is in a PvP duel between similar characters. If you each mez each other at the same time, and you both have the mez time maximized, having those mez resists could wake you up a second or two before your opponent. Remember that formula is used a lot in the game. Having 100% recharge reduction doesn't mean the power recharges instantly. True. Having 110% endurance reduction doesn't mean you get endurance back every time you use the power. True. Mm. Make sure you keep an eye on your power details when you slot enhancers like that because your returns diminish very quickly. Mm. Our listeners are so smart. Fantastic Foe says, Reality Bites is absolutely correct on the formula. Duration suffered equals 100 divided by 100 plus resistance. My Peacebringer has 9.9% stun resistance due to IO bonuses. Combat numbers list stun durations at 90.99 as opposed to 90.1. That's not that far off. But when I fire up Aid Self, which grants a plus 55.5% stun resistance, the duration is now 60.83%. Bear with me, folks. Don't glaze over just because it's numbers. <laughs> as opposed to what you might, and that's my comment, not his, <laughs> as opposed to what you might naively expect, 31.1%. Now, being stunned only 6 seconds out of 10 is not too bad. 
but it does make the small percentages in the IO bonus for MES resist seem even less useful. If I had not slotted for that 9.9% stun resist, aid self alone would have still dropped the duration to around 65%. In my 10 second stun example, I shaved half a second off. Oof. It's up to each person's personal experience if that half second is worth it or not. Save your influence for the MES protection IOs. Maybe a new feature could be what special IOs there are, the procs and so forth. Hmm. Yeah, it really doesn't sound worth it. No. From Reality Bites, the formula in the wiki came from a big discussion I recall seeing in the forums when the IO sets, and particularly those special MES resist IOs came out. People saw what they could do and were looking for alternative ways, I'm sorry, for alternate ways, and people were looking for alternate ways to reduce or eliminate mez for squishies without getting a buff, break free, etc. that would grant mez protection. People assumed that if you could somehow get 100% protection through IOs, that it would make you unmezable. The devs squashed that dream, and I think they are actually the ones who revealed the formula and the limits on mez resistance. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't get out of something, I guess. <laughs> In response to the PPD hard suit contest, Grimlock says, please, 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 please. Not sure what else to do. Please. <laughs> so hopefully Grimlock, <laughs> you know, sent an email and registered or entered. Just entered. Yeah. Sent an email and entered the contest. And then in response to subscribe, Galadaman, Galadaman. Galadaman. Trying to describe with this option, finally you can subscribe to the blog with this link, which won't automatically download the episodes, but will tell you when a new episode has been posted and allow you to stream it or manually download it. But the link seems to be broken. Can someone fix? Thanks. Wow. Deer in the headlights. Um, I'll have to check that. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that comment. Clearly from the look on your face. Would have been awesome if we weren't so behind. We could have already resolved this issue, huh? <laughs> Sorry. And then this is the comment I think I mentioned when we announced, or we we did announce the winners' names, right? Yes. Anon, anon at anon.com. <laughs> There's no privacy policy on this site, so how about a heads up on what you'll do with all the email addresses, fun newsletters sold to spammers, deleted immediately after the contest, stored on a floppy somewhere in some guy's house, well, it's Gmail, so it's never actually be deleted, but you know what I mean. I think we already replied to that. We don't yeah. do nothing. Yeah. We're far too lazy, and mm -hmm. we have no initiative to make money off of selling weird stuff on the right. internet through email. So. Yeah, we strictly use the addresses to track the entries, and we don't actually do They don't go into a mailing list, or yeah. we, don't, we don't keep track of them in any way. I actually did reply. I said, understand your concern, Anon. We chose, we choose the winners for our contest and that's it. We won't, we don't do anything with the email addresses or any other info given after the contest winners are notified. We hate spammers. Don't do a newsletter and what's a floppy <laughs> slash e puppy dog head tilt. <laughs> don't think we've deleted past contest submission emails, but we have no plans for them other than seeing how many people enter which type of contests. We don't have a privacy policy other than what I've written here, so feel free not to enter if you are not reassured by my statement. If you do decide to enter, good luck to you mm -hmm. and all the others. Mm -hmm. 
And then Blue asked, curious if it's one entry per person, which we clarified before the contest was over. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I even said, we'll be sorting out dupes, which we did. <laughs> it took a lot of time. <laughs> Wordsmith then says, how about that change to issue 13 announcement? Isn't 13 an unlucky number? I'm just saying. The changes seem for the best and the additional features look cool. I guess there's a first time for everything right on Wordsmith. I actually think that in some cultures, 13's a lucky number, isn't it? Probably. Okay. And then <laughs> Skylux says, in response to PPD hard suit, I'm thinking that, but I could be dead wrong. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the swastika. If it's flipped one way, right. it's a very positive thing. If it's flipped the other way, it's negative, and that's mm -hmm. the one the Nazis used. And then Skylux says in response to the hard suit contest, so I know that the winners will be receiving emails saying they won, but if you don't, I don't have to read this because the contest is over and it doesn't matter. British Beetle says in response to the contest, damn, not only have I missed an awesome giveaway, I also misread it. I thought it was an actual drawing contest. <laughs> I thought I was in for a chance. Damn, 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 my internet provider for canceling my subscription and damn missing out on pure awesomeness Aww. well i hope whoever won it enjoys it immensely oh, i'm sorry british beetle brian katarski says i think everyone that wins should try to find a time to patrol the city ppd style together and we could get some great screenshots that's a good idea actually <laughs> yeah and then another comment by brian katarski First off, thank you, Chooch and Viv, for such a great episode. Next, congrats to all the winners. Can't wait to see you all fighting alongside the Paragons, Boys and Girls in Blue. Lastly, amazing coverage of the new issues. I'm so happy to hear you guys talk about it so I can figure out how I feel about all the changes. Feedback can always take a backseat to real news. That's kind of what we thought. And that was in response <laughs> to episode 38. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Foe says, I'll second Brian. I always look forward to a podcast covering any recent dev announcements hooray psychic guardian says i can help you guys out with the self-destruct mechanics i noticed without reading the post that i was killed in less than 10 seconds after the self-destruction was activated and it still did damage you are unselectable after using this power i watched someone use it today and went to res them or hand them a wakey they are invisible so you can't click them and you can't click their name in the team window it selects really quick, then auto-deselects before anything can be done. Milliseconds, but it does select. Inspirations can still res you, your body rematerialized, and you execute the standard wakey-dizzy stand-up animation. You still get the standard dead window after you're officially dead with the go-to-hospital-go-to-base options. Hopefully this helps. I'm hoping it has some extra information that you can still use if you have gotten the cyborg pack by the time I've posted this. Psychic Guardian. Psychic Zappy Face. <laughs> <laughs> to describe the little, see, little picture. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Well, thank you for that information. We are still lame and we have still not gotten the <laughs> cyborg pack yet. Mm, hopefully the next time we play, we'll be able to remember to grab that before we log in. I'm just hoping to play soon. Yeah. <laughs> course we'll be spending the next 36 hours editing this <laughs> so <laughs> goodbye three-day weekend <laughs> reality bites then says also in response to episode 38 yay new cast boo i haven't heard it yet <laughs> <laughs> i'll clear something above on the self-destruct 
According to the devs, as soon as you hit the power, you're dead. You could hit a res right then if you wanted. This is why the power is uninterruptible and why mobs should ignore you once the countdown starts. To the system, you are already flagged dead. All of the two hit calcs and damage are done at activation, so even if a mob runs off during the countdown, it still gets potentially hit. All the damage and other stuff is held in suspension for the duration of the countdown. At the end, you go boom, and you and all hit mobs take damage. If you have res during the countdown, you die again from the self-damage since it will kill you. Mm. When you go boom, your body is, quote, removed, and you become untargetable. Only a self-res or hospital-based trip will get you back on your feet. It should be noted that the devs consider self-res powers and inspirations working then a bug. A low-priority bug, but a bug all the same. The intent is to require a hospital-based trip when you self-destruct. True. That's what we have mm. discovered. And mm. I do feel like it's a bug. I think it's just too exploiting too exploitive to be able to blow up and then just wake up right there mm. but you know that's just me country boy says thanks for another great cast chuchin viv i always enjoy hearing the news and your takes on it i know it's a lot of hard work for you both and you have my heartfelt thanks oh thank you country boy yeah. that's so nice Fantastic Foe says, to further the self-destruct comments, I have used the power not only as an extra base teleport, although I have also used it in the shard to teleport FBZ's hospital, and I have used it as a way to avoid debt. I was being swarmed by Rularu brutes, which is usually okay, but the watchers with the brutes had debuffed my defense, so my invincibility was not protecting me as normal, and invulnerable resistances are only so big. I was about to die, hit self-destruct, exploded, and ended up in Firebase Zulu Hospital with no debt and a few of the Ruleru down. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Virago says, yay, another epi. Bounces around happily as she listens to the podcast. Yay, another girl. <laughs> <laughs> Viv bounces around happily as she yeah. reads the comment. <laughs> Thanks for giving the chance to win the costume power. While I'm disappointed I haven't won because I don't live in the U.S., my only chances are the generosity of others. Glomps, Chuchin Viv. <laughs> but I am happy for the winners. And you don't hear Glomp very often. I've only heard it from like three other people. So mm. yay for Glomp. <laughs> and and to all the boys out there, I do love you guys too. But when I hear a girl, I, I do I get excited. We're low numbers. Yeah, There's not yeah. many of us. I love you all equally. <laughs> Fantastic Foe says, hey, hey, just finished the podcast, and now I'm crying. Curse Viv's sympathetically emotive voice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was about Rose Voitex, I'm guessing, because yeah. I don't think I was emotive about I-13 or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the details on the minus range on Taunt. I had not heard of this. Maybe more of my takes will take Taunt. Oh, I love Taunt on my tank. If you oh, team... Yeah. If you team and you have a tank, you kind of have to have taunt. I can't keep squishies alive without it. And I am fully taunted. Every power that I have that takes taunt has massive taunt in it. <laughs> I'm a, a taunting fool. I'm an aggro magnet, baby. You are. <laughs> yes. You are. You can just walk into the middle of a room and just piss everybody off with a look. Yep. We're talking about the game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, by the way, really hard to not lose it when I was reading that 
yeah. that about Rose Vortex. Mm-hmm. I really struggled. We even had to like stop <laughs> so I could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop a couple times. I really tried not to do that, but it's just impossible. Yeah. To not, to just flat. I was trying so hard, <laughs> but that was the absolute least emotion mm-hmm. that could come out in that. And it was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was crying through that whole thing. And yes, take taunt. <laughs> There's no crying in heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. If you've ever seen a hero movie, they almost always break down. <laughs> and then from... Mr. Anderson. (laughs) Yay, I was one of the winners. Just wanted to thank our wonderful hosts in public. I can't wait to get to work tomorrow and check my email there to see if I have my code. I think I sent my entry from work. And yes, I get the Mr. Anderson. Probably at least once a day. Mm. I am a lawyer and have even gotten it from judges when they notice my (laughs) name. (laughs) I didn't know judges were so cool. (laughs) But I don't mind at all. Hey, I could be named a lot worse, like one of those apostrophed Richty names, Jen Nendersen. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yay, we have a winner with a great sense of humor. Yay. <laughs> Not saying that the others don't. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember their names. Nod says, didn't win. Pouting, no yay for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anderson says, no, don't pout. If you keep it up, I will have to find you in-game and arrest you in my new PPD hard suit, of course. (laughs) Snap. (laughs) Zing. Uh. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) Metallic says, oh, that was funny. (laughs) Yay, first time I win anything on any web contest. And then sticks his tongue out. Thanks a lot, guys. I did reply to Chooch and Viv email, but still waiting for the code. Is it normal? Should I worry? Should I push self-destruct button? One, one, oh, oh, one, one, oh, 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 one, one. Thanks again. Yeah, it was, we, the responses to the email that Chooch sent out were going into automatically the filtered contest. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see when the responses came came back so we were going well it's weird nobody's responded and then we saw the comments and i sent chooch chooch people have responded so the codes went out like three four days after (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) really sorry but glad you guys put comments up because then we were like they responded no they didn't it's not in the oh the filter (laughs) chooch is so smart he filters our gmail and i Mm -hmm. don't know how that works i can't make it stop (laughs) So sorry about that, but Chooch outsmarted us all. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the I stole Troy Hickman's idea mastermind. <laughs> Yay, new cast. Woot podcast unlocked. Um, Woot podcast unlocked. Final secondary power slash EM dance six. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I would like to add that I am now an organ. Okay, this is not Troy. By the way. By the way, I would like to add that I am now an organ donor. Yay! And go buy the same thing Viv had said. When I'm done using them, it's selfish to keep them for myself when I don't even need them anymore. (laughs) And someone else needs them. By the way, Chooch, I got another question for you. Mm. I had gotten two level 50s. One hero, illusion, rad, psychic, mastery controller, and one villain, robotics, traps, mace, mastery, mastermind. I likes AV soloing builds. Can you tell? (laughs) Those are good. 
Now, I rarely get on them, except to pay a random stranger to transfer infamy or influence to my stone-stone tinker, thug's dark mastermind, soon-to-be bane, etc. Because I no longer have that sense of accomplishment XP getting earns. Chooch, how do you deal with this? On another note, I-13 and I-14s, oh my god, woot, can't wait for patron respect, multi-builds, and the rest, slash bind H-E-M dance. Slash presses age over and over again to dance like a player who just died because of stupid sapper and EM soccer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so how do you deal with that, Chooch? I play alts. <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever my new main is. No, um, honestly, though, I really don't play Your the 50s. 50s. Yeah. Um, when a new badge or something comes out, we'll do that. Yeah, I or... twist his arm special occasions mm -hmm. there are certain task forces we never ran with yeah. those characters so we'll run those mm -hmm. um when's some... the last time you logged on to your level 50 blaster i don't remember i'm now he in particularly can really help people when they need to clear out you know kill x number of skulls or like the you know, aura whatever mission. it is the auras mm -hmm. the aura chain He's really good at wiping yeah, he multitudes is. of things. Fire device blast. Especially him. like the, uh, oh, those igneous that are stuck in the ground. <laughs> yeah. He can set his landmine on there, and even mm. though they're in the ground, he doesn't get their attention because he's too high level, uh -huh. but that landmine just takes them all out. Yeah, they just <laughs> um, kind of pop up dead. I'm so, sorry, arrested. Yes. So he'll he'll come out of, out of the, I was going to say out of the closet, <laughs> out of the cupboard. <laughs> Is there something you wanted to tell me about him, baby? He'll come out of the cupboard to help other people with things. Yeah. But other than that, he doesn't really get play at all. I A lot of people, their end game is PvP. Yeah. Um, and the the multi-build is going to be huge for that, to be able to to have your 50 spec'd out with yeah. you know, a couple different builds. Um, I think the last time he was on, the last time he was logged in was when, wasn't it double XP weekend? And I was using him as a mule for all the mm, drops that we yeah, had because I wasn't be. taking time to do auction house. Yeah. So we were just loading stuff onto him, I think. I think it's the last time he was logged in. Yeah. For me, there's so many combinations of archetypes and power sets uh -huh. that to hit the 50 i don't feel guilty just Parking leaving it. it behind yeah. and you know working on the next one yeah yeah well we're lucky in that we always we have so far through different groups always had well no we haven't always had we we now have a couple that is they're as flexible as we are. We have mm -hmm. so much fun teaming together. Mm -hmm. It makes absolutely no difference. Most of the time, it makes no difference to any of us who we're playing, what yeah. we're playing, what yeah. game we're playing. It's yeah. just fun. And so we're all like, okay, who wants to take the tank role? Who wants to take right. the damage role? Who wants to take the heal role? Yeah. And, you know, we're really excited because when we, <laughs> if we ever get to 50 on our current tunes, we, you know, we're excited about the squid squad thing where we can just mm -hmm. throw out who cares. We don't, we're not going to think about healing. We're not going to think about tanking. We're just going to play and smash yeah. stuff up. Now that I think about it, it, I guess it really does depend on archetype because 
the 50 healer comes out more yeah um to help people to do buffs because it has recall friend so is useful to help people in a lot more things yeah Hmm. definitely gets more play than the blaster and my level 50 healer who is my main my badge hound she gets a lot more i can't remember the last time i logged in my blaster I think it may have been to help somebody with their level 30 aura mission recently, mm-hmm. but that's it. You know, that's really, I had so much fun leveling her. She was so much more fun than my empath, I think. Mm-hmm. And, or not empath, because she doesn't have that badge, than my empathy healer. Mm-hmm. It was just so much more fun to play, but it's not as useful to me long-term. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a great yeah. swap from the healing role that I had mm-hmm. before. And now I'm doing tanker, which is again, a totally different role, but yeah. really enjoyable. So <laughs> I think it really does depend on the build though. Healers, I think are just all around more useful. If you've got friends that are going into the sewer, you grab your healer and you go, you know, mm-hmm. heal them so they can have a longer, more successful run. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. They're just more, I think uh, I maybe it's true about tankers too. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would be a totally different story if we were PVPers. I yeah, think. I agree. Or do you ever miss that? Do you wish you PVP'd? No, nah. no, nah, I don't really enjoy it that much. No, it was fun that one time I went in there, but it still had me really twitchy. And it was early enough in the day when I went into Recluse Victory mm-hmm. that there weren't that many of like the kids getting out from school and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, just like casual people having fun. So I enjoyed that. But when the more aggressive people showed up, I mm-hmm. left. I enjoyed PvP a lot and Dark Age of Camelot and World of Warcraft. But for some reason, the way COH does it, I just don't really get anything out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, tangent. We kind of went off. But yeah. It's, it's not that I'm... It's not that I'm bored with my level 50 it's that i've got a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. and i want to try out the next bill there's so i mean we've said it so many times there's so many different fun builds to play Mm -hmm. so many i still want to play my earth kinetic Mm -hmm. controller and there's just so much i want to do it's hard to it's hard sometimes to spend all that time on one character just getting them to 50 yeah yeah and so taking a break and playing a blaster for a long time, then I want to play my healer again and get more badges on her. <laughs> Same thing with the tanker. Yep. Yeah. But you never really go back to your... No. Mm-mm. Just for <laughs> badges when I twist your arm. Like, yep. Halloween event. <laughs> get ready, because you know my little healer can't take nobody down. <laughs> get your little fire traps ready. No. What are they? The mines. That's right. I can't re- You don't play them. I can't remember what he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Earth Controller that has uh-huh. the little explosive little volcanic pockets. That's oh, what I yeah, was picturing when I said that. Volcanic gases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Reality Bites says, getting back into comments, Dear Chooch and Viv, I see that our demands have not been met. How unfortunate. <laughs> I'm afraid your nipples will now have a very unfortunate accident. Ah. Such a pity. We'll be sure to let them know how little they were loved beforehand. <laughs> Say bye-bye, Nipples. Yours truly, the extortionist. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, we may need to do a rescue mission. <laughs> Form up at Wincott. 
I guess. I don't know where else to form up. <laughs> and then from Mental Maiden. Hi, Mental Maiden. Yes, Viv, the actress that played Mal's wife, Saffron, on Firefly, Christina Hendricks, is on Mad Men. Uh-huh. I knew it looked like her. Fantastic foe. Sigh, Saffron passes out. <laughs> See? Well, that I think it's I can circulatory then. I think we can yes. clearly say it's blood flow related. <laughs> can I Absolutely. say that? Or can I not say that? It's okay. I wasn't specific. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't need to worry about blood uh, sugar. Second that emotion. <laughs> and then Shadow Beam says, oh, and this is the one I had been waiting for, guys. Shadow Beam, who has also got his own podcast at, over at daddydigest.com. Mm-hmm. Ryan. OMG, one month now without the net after post-hurricane downages. Stolen someone's computer to write this. Still mm-hmm. haven't listened to the last two shows, but I'm sure they are great as always. Hey, all, and hope to be back soon. Crap, the cups are coming late. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to hear that Ryan was okay yeah. because... If I remember correctly, he's right there in Galveston, which is yep. where that hurricane literally tore things up. Yeah. And I remember him saying, getting ready, hurricane's coming straight for us. And then that was it, because mm-hmm. he's in Twitter, too. Yeah. And so I was waiting and waiting and sending little messages. Are you there? Are you okay? What's going on? Is your family okay? Yeah. And finally heard that they're okay, but they lost internet, they lost electricity, and it was a while getting back, but... He's back on the web, so Yay. I'm so glad you're you guys are yeah. okay. Yeah. Really worried that about was that. Because they got itty bitties, little kids. Yeah, they little got little children. Yep. So glad you guys are okay. Glad you're back, you know, communicating with the world again. Because <laughs> Viv was worried. <laughs> and yeah, Lord have mercy. That's all the comments. We are caught up. Whew. I'm probably going to go upstairs and there's going to be right. a comment. <laughs> we do have three iTunes reviews. Ooh. So I'm going to read them. Awesome. Five stars. Great podcast by Hero Joe. I just started listening to the podcast and appreciate all the information you guys pack into these podcasts. It is great info on COH, COV, along with great hosting by Viv. Okay, chooch too. <laughs> oh, thank you. I still need to go back and figure out the nuples thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what episode was that, baby? I don't know. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the first yeah, one. I, I, don't I don't know. Remember. And how do I get on the in game podcast channel? Hmm. And it's Global at Hero Joe, Healing Robin Level 35, Defender on Protector, founder of Joe's Brood SG, doing Joe's dirty work wherever he calls. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. If you go, oh, honey, you explain. (laughs) Because I'll mess it up. It's really easy. In the game client, when you're logged in, you're going to right click on the chat window Mm -hmm. and you get a whole bunch of options. And one of the options is join a channel. And it is an open global channel, mm-hmm. which means you don't need an invite or anything. Mm-mm. You just type in the name of it, which is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E. No spaces. <laughs> <laughs> and voila, you will start seeing the chat. And down on the bottom, uh, bottom left 
you click there when you want to talk in a channel and you get the list of all the channels you belong in. So mm -hmm. automatically everybody has local and broadcast. You'll have team. If you're in a team, you'll have SG if you're in an SG. So, but podcasts will show up in that list. So when you click on it, make sure that you, when you type something, podcast is highlighted on that bottom left so that everybody in the channel will hear you. And there's different fancy binds you can do. So when you hit a key, it'll always post to that channel, which people frequently discuss in the channel because <laughs> I see it quite a lot where people will say, how do you do that bind? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great group there. And, really great. Um, one thing is you have to add the channel to every character. Yeah. You don't it, have to join with every character. You have to just add it. Right, right, right. You have to add it to your to your chat tabs, your windows. Otherwise, you won't see the the chat happening. Right. Um, and since it is a global channel, everybody is going to see your global name when you talk. Yes. So just for privacy advocates, right. want to make sure that's known. Right. Well, I mean, they threw privacy out the window when sure. they made it so that you could see everybody's Very true. global. I mean, even if you talked and somebody. Even mm -hmm. if you could mask your identity now, you'd be able to select it, yeah, right click you can it, always and open find it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that is true because mm -hmm. that kind of alarmed a lot of people when we were all still kind of protective of our globals, mm -hmm. and now they're just out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. And there's another, a couple other binding tricks that you can do. Yeah. You'll see a lot of people where it'll show their global name, and then it'll also show the current character server archetype level, level they're mm -hmm. currently playing. So there's yeah. other fancy tricks you can do to and, set and that stuff up like i said the most traffic in there is friday nights saturday nights i don't know about sunday nights we're not usually on mm -hmm. but you know all i gotta do is ask people are really friendly and they'll share the info if they're mm -hmm. there and don't be offended if you look at the podcast global list and you see 20 people on there but only two people are talking right for instance like we've said before when we're on our regular gaming server we close those channels out of respect to our mm -hmm. team because otherwise we get caught up in the chat and yeah. we let people die and fail tank and <laughs> stuff like that. You guys wouldn't believe the stuff I've yeah. pulled while trying to stay up with the podcast <sighs> chat. So a lot of people do not have it set on all of their characters. Right, just specific ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we're on the Guardian server, with the we have the podcast global channels open and the other channels closed. Our mm -hmm. usual friend channels closed out of respect to the people on that server. So yeah. that's how we do it. And it seems that other people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the review. Very nice. Thank you very much. From Dream Singer P and W. Five stars. Danger Forces COH podcast review. This is a wonderful and playful podcast. It is informative without being stuffy and too serious. Chooch and Viv know their subject matter and their audience. They are fun and sometimes silly, but their mm. light approach makes them approachable to folks new to MMOs. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that very much because stuffy and too serious is just not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and our final review for this episode. Great podcast for a new COH player. Five stars by Bear Darren. I have to say that I really have enjoyed listening to Chooch and Viv. They are fun, engaging, and informative. Aww. I just started playing a month ago and COH is my first MMORPG experience. Wow. Good choice. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I was a bit discouraged at first because I couldn't figure out how to do some very basic things, but I'm learning thanks to Chooch and Viv. Aww. I would love to hear more about some of the COH basics from them, but every show has something informative to offer. If I might be so bold as to make a request. I know you have already covered keybinds and macros, however, it was a bit over my head. Mm. Would it be possible to, at some point in the future, cover it again from the very basic perspective of someone who knows nothing about it? Sort of a keybinds and macros for dummies sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I love the podcast. It sounds great and would recommend it to any COH player. Very cool. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. And I can relate. I get a little glassy-eyed over mm-hmm. the whole keybinds and macros thing, and I haven't done a single one <laughs> since the last since you did that. And mm-hmm. I was going to do some. I don't think I've said any. Well, I had linked, or not linked, but I'd actually, you know, written out the examples mm-hmm. on the site, mm-hmm. and my intent was to make it a. I've never done any of this before. So that was my dummy's background. Well, then Possibly I need to take I a look failed. at it. I need to take a look. Maybe he didn't see that, but I need to take a look at it and see if it's, if, if I can understand it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not a code monkey. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's difficult for me to gauge because, um, I've done programming, mm-hmm. but specifically I've played other MMOs mm-hmm. that have much more complicated macro languages. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I was already used to and, you know, was able to jump right into. So it's definitely hard for me to gauge Mm -hmm. and, and I don't have any problem redoing it, redoing aspects of it Mm -hmm. to definitely make it clearer. Mm -hmm. And so we'll look at that. Cool. But if you hadn't seen it on the site, that actual posting, all of the examples were there and I did put the examples up later. I followed it up like a week later. Okay. It might have been two weeks later. Okay. Um, so I right, I didn't yeah. get it up when it actually went live. But they're definitely there now. Yeah. And maybe that'll help make it clear. Yeah. Because honestly, a lot of it you can just copy and paste. <laughs> I mean, the really helpful ones um, mm-hmm. that they do just directly pop right in. Control C to copy. Control V to paste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And thank you for the review. Very much so. Glad you're enjoying City of Heroes. I really think it is a great first MMO. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really my first MMO. Yeah. I, just, I still love it. Having the archetypes actually called what they do yeah. helps a lot. Tankers are actually tankers. tankers yeah. <laughs> um, so when you hear those terms jumping into other games, uh-huh. it's really natural. You already have it down. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And it's... I would say probably 85% in my experience Mm -hmm. of the community is really awesome. Yeah. The 15% sometimes can seem a lot higher. Right. But I think as far as actual numbers. Compared to other games. Yeah. A very helpful community. Yeah. (laughs) Very uh, helpful uh, player base. Right. Which I think goes along with the whole heroes thing. I agree. Mindset. I agree. I don't see that kind of. Honestly, I don't see that kind of community spirit in villain side other than like Rickety Invasions and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. People don't seem as friendly 
and quick to help in my limited experience. And we all know right. Viv has limited villain experience. <laughs> Part of that is because of the experiences that I've had villain side. So <laughs> I think definitely on hero side, you get that flavor a little bit more. Mm. But it's an awesome game. Yep. And on we don't judge. <laughs> I'm trying to remember... Venatus, villains, <laughs> Venatus, something or other, something. I should have written it down. <laughs> hey, why don't you call in and pronounce it for me? Yeah, there That'd you be go. awesome. You can call us at 206-203-1661 and pronounce that for us. Yeah. Until then, it's just going to have to be the other one, you know? <laughs> if you would like to send us an email, address it to cohpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment or join our forums at cohpodcast.com. What did I miss? I didn't miss anything? Okay. Yeah. Many, many ways to get a hold of us. Yes. And to interact. Yes. And on Twitter, I'm Vivid Muse. Chooch is Chooches. If you are following us and you haven't already, send us a little message and just let us know that you're a listener to CUH mm -hmm. Podcast because sometimes we get followers and we don't mm -hmm. know. And we want to make sure that we follow our and listeners. At us. Yeah. So. At sign. For, yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. We so. are talked out. And fried. <laughs> and we have another podcast to record. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Good hunting heroes and happy Vetananu villains. <laughs> nanu Vegemite. Na Vegemite. <laughs> nanu Nanu. <laughs> Have fun, y'all. Bye. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>